For the second year, the IOM guys made their pilgrimage to the sacred waters of Table Rock Lake for an extended weekend of gaming and drunken goodness. In this, the first of our actual play recordings released from ManCon 2016, we use Far Trek, the continuing Voyages role-playing game system. Far Trek is a game about a five-year mission, a world where special effects never progressed beyond painted styrofoam blocks and cheap double exposures. The 70s were still the future, and Klingons had smooth foreheads. Far Trek, based on the work of Mike Berkey, is written by C.R. Brandon and employs his 3D game system. Far Trek is available as a free download. Link in the show notes. And now, join the heroic crew of USS Concord under the command of her handsome and noble captain as they boldly go in a game run by IOM's very own Thistledown John. So, welcome to Mancon. Woo! All right. So today we'll be playing Far Trek. Now, you are um, you comprise the crew of the USS Concord, Constitution class starship, NCC seventeen ten. And here are some characters. Now, I have you called the captain. I did. So years you, ago. Yeah. You uh, you get Captain Marcus Clinton Blake. Marcus. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, sir. Marcus. Marcus. So, yeah. Marcus. Blake's a good name for a captain. Right. Now, the other ones that I have here, you guys can choose them as you wish, but I have a first officer, Commander Thomas Hawkins. I have a science officer, Lieutenant Commander Kunal Suresh. Now, the, the non-humans, we have Lieutenant uh, Ran Kalar, who is an Andorian helmsman. Okay. And we have Lieutenant Commander Toval, the Vulcan Chief Engineer. Oh, uh, I'll take Ooh. the first officer if no one so, cares. I'll take I'll the helmsman. Uh, Chief right. Engineer. Science officer, good? Okay. Helmsman. And Dorian. Coffee. Clondus. Clondus, too. I assume I have a yeah, good You have a captain's log I'm in there? Reading, I'm reading. Anytime that you wish, stop me and do an impromptu captain's log. Awesome. Anytime you. Anytime can I do a personal log as well? Absolutely. You can even do supplemental if you wish. Awesome. <laughs> The game's real simple. It uses 3d6 for everything. Everything is rolling 3d6, adding an attribute bonus and a skill level to get over a target number. Sometimes you roll against someone to get the highest number. Pretty straightforward. Um, so you have skills and talents, and we may need to go through some of those. So if you guys want to ask me about one of those, I can tell you about it. Okay. I forget what leadership does. <laughs> uh, I mean, does it... The talent does it enhance? Yeah, the skill does it enhance the people around me? There, um, I think in particular there may be a talent that does some of that. But yes, you could you could use that to give a bonus to everyone else for, for issuing commands. Um, space jockey. Um, once per episode, you can roll. One starship navigation check twice and take the best result. Okay, so space jockey is space luck. He's going to get his loss. And that's one once per episode? Once per episode. And an episode is basically an adventure yeah. or an encounter? Yeah, this will be one episode. What's MA and FP? MA is movement, or MA is movement allowance, FP is fate points. Your fate points you can use to recover from being knocked out instantly. 
you can use it to re-roll um, or negate a damage effect. And you get those back between adventures. So what you have there is what you'll be able to spend. Can we write on this sheet, or do you want to keep it? Write on them, yeah. keep them, throw them away, whatever, whatever you wish. Now your Vulcan talents, those are going to be. I mean, they pretty much work like the movie. You know what a mind melt does. You know what a nerve pinch does. Um, all those sorts of things. Worried engineer. Okay. And miracle worker. I can guess yeah. what miracle worker is. All right. So a miracle worker lets you spend a fate point, mm-hmm. and a repair that you're trying to do takes half the amount of time. Right. And Worried Engineer, you can spend a fate point and re-roll any damage roll to your ship, including weapon damage, critical hit system damage. So damage you do or damage you take, you can re-roll one of those. Heroic. Heroic. That just gives you extra fate points. Oh. Is that bundled up in Uh my fate points over here? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Rip Shirt. (laughs) <laughs> ripped shirt. Does he actually have to rip the shirt? Please say yes. Please. <laughs> uh, once per fight, no more than once per episode, you can either deliberately rip a revealing article of clothing or take advantage of a re- revealing rip in an article of someone else's clothing to gain plus one to hit. Mm. An orthodox maneuver. Okay. That is fairly unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody will try that. Um, things you do in ship to ship combat tend to be named after you. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you have time to prepare, you can spend a fate point and make an additional uh, starship navigation skill roll versus your opponent to do some grandiose, crazy maneuver. Defensive roll, I take it. Defensive roll. <laughs> It lets you dodge or move out of way out of way of an attack. If um, mm-hmm. someone hits you, you can add plus one for your roll to stay conscious. Okay. Is this for just personal hand hand uh-huh. combat? Okay. Well, no, it could be ranged too. It's your, oh, it's like right. roll out of the way roll. Personal, not starship. Personal, yes. Okay. Command. Command. Once per day, you give an order to someone. Should they choose to follow your command, they get a plus one bonus to achieve that action. So that's kind of what you were talking about with leadership. Gotcha. Choose. And inspirational speech. <sighs> Once per episode, mm. you can make an inspirational speech about a single topic. The line must be drawn here. This and this far. No far. Yeah. Why did they put Picard? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Apocalypse has been thrown cold. Um... It takes at least a couple of minutes, and nearby allies get plus two bonus on whatever wow. trick is that's coming up. As far as you guys go, what? Um, how long have you all served on the Concord? And how do you know each other, and who's friends, and who doesn't like each other, and all that sort of thing? What's what do our, we want to do? What's our mission? Are we, are we like away from the thing? Are we nearby? Is you're, there... uh, well, you're on a general exploration mission. Is it a five-year mission? Yes. Okay, no. Well, I think I think uh, I am in the second year of my five year mission. Okay, all right. Could I be? Could I be brand new to you guys? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. First mission. Absolutely. <laughs> we just picked you up at Starbase Twelve. Yep. Yeah. You lost a card game. 
<laughs> I was. Uh, you gotta take them. I'll, I'll forgive you that, but you gotta take this helmsman. I had to give my good helmsman. Yes, for this guy. <laughs> I'm a good helmsman. I just like to fight. <laughs> Again, I'd like to point out, <laughs> lost a bet. <laughs> I figured I probably joined a year ago after they lost their first first officer in a tragic accident. The transporter accident gone seriously right? No. You were missing for They're on a way mission. Of course, the captain was back on this comfy seat in his comfy chair of his comfy saucer section. <laughs> and, you know, the first officer down leading, was leading was tragically eaten by uh, um, some sort of carnivorous... So he thought Midget. the humanoids who live there were friendly, and it turns out they are, but then they eat their mates after copulating. Mm-hmm. This well, that's your own fault, Well, this was the former first officer. Oh, this, this would have been <laughs> good information to have. You need the Xeno uh, anthropologist. We really do need. Yeah, yeah. all right. We yeah. need the ever submission. So while the science people were off scanning some ruins, he was getting busy with a local girl, and then uh, you know she stabbed him in the neck with yeah. a flint knife, as one does. As one does. Mm-hmm. All right. Lieutenant Kolar is awfully short for an Andorian. Mm. Barely reaches five feet. He's one of those pocket-sized Andorians. <laughs> so cute. Pocket Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> you can have five on the shuttlecraft because he only really counts like a half. I'm going to be since the mission began two years ago. Because we're tight. Well, I have a uh, cordial and respectful relationship with all of you. Thank you. <laughs> well played. <laughs> but, you know, Black Vulcan and I. Right. <laughs> we have certain skills. Because you're him. <laughs> He's his black friend. Right. I need a picture of you on the stage. It's Scotty going. It's Scotty looking. <laughs> black book. I haven't been on the ship nearly as long as everybody else, but longer than him. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of years, but. I'm, two years would be the whole thing. Two years? Oh, yeah, okay, so we'll start a year. Okay. So you came on with me, same yeah. time. <clears throat> Very good. Okay. All right, now there is one NPC who what? you've worked with for a long, long time, Captain Blake. And her name is Mariko Watanabe. She's your security chief. Does yes. she wear a red shirt? <laughs> she does. No, she wears a red dress. <laughs> Do your captain's log? <clears throat> captain's log. Stardate 5932.3. The Concord has been dispatched to Starbase 22 near the Klingon border. We are to take on board Ambassador Miranda Duvere. Our mission, to escort her to Klondus 2. The Federation hopes that she'll be able to settle the long-standing civil war there, a war that threatens to annihilate the entire planetary population. We have ample time to make the journey and expect no trouble along the way. <laughs> They totally hired captains for their voices. <laughs> that was a Texas captain right there. <laughs> Dubar. <laughs> I heard it too. <laughs> so, Ambassador Dubair. Not Dubair. Dubair. Gotta get the lilt. Yeah. She, uh. Bless her heart. Back in your academy days. 
in your academy days, you and her were involved in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, yeah. It, did it end well or did it end badly? Oh, no. No, it, it ended poorly. Was it your fault or her fault? <laughs> I, totally my fault. <laughs> totally my fault. And you'll admit right. that? Uh-huh. Or, uh, well, no, not to her. <laughs> Never to her. Yeah. But in your heart. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we see the Concorde approaching Starbase 22. Picture a uh, K-7 type space station. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. Um, so, what uh, what will everyone be doing as you welcome the ambassador onto the ship? How right. long are we staying at the Starbase? Just long uh, enough not to pick long. Her up. long enough to pick her up. Maybe do some resupplying and then yeah. head on. But you do have ample time to make it to Columbus too. Okay, so. good deal. Because we're not expecting any trouble. No. Um, well, I, I you know obviously we're going to have to have some sort of uh, welcoming reception for the ambassador. Do it on our formal uniforms. Have formal uniforms, formal dress uniforms with the kilt and everything. That's a, yeah, completely. She will be shuttling over, so it'll be the the hangar bay. Is there a reason why she's not beaming over? Um, she's she's always been a little uh, a little off on the beaming, off on the yes. transporter. Yeah. yeah. Scotty beamed her twice last night. She's <laughs> <laughs> a little tired. Who's the Scotty you speak of? <laughs> He's the engineer on the space station. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll have a reception for you know just uh, you know light appetizers and drinks. Right. Texas whiskey. Yeah. All right. Will you? Is your command staff going to be? Oh yeah, they're mandatory required. Attendance. <laughs> Even the helm guy. <laughs> He's the new guy. Right? He said command staff. I'm like, woo, I'm out. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you assemble on the uh, on the hangar deck, and her uh, her shuttlecraft comes in and lands on the the, the turntable, and it spins around, and uh, the door opens, and Amanda Dubair comes out. She is a uh, very attractive woman. In her early thirties, dark hair piled up on her head, jewelry, flowing, um, flowing dress. Um, she's accompanied by two uh, two human men behind her. Is she human? And she's human. <clears throat> and she comes walking across the bay and walks up to you, and she smiles at you and says, "Hello, Mark, Amanda." Welcome aboard. Good to see you. It's good to see you as well. This is my command crew. My first officer, Commander Hawk. Very nice. It's your pleasure. Anything you need while you're here, you just let me know. Immersion. Why, thank you. (laughs) This is my uh, chief uh, engineer, Tulal. Woman. My science officer, uh, Suresh. Pleasure to meet you. And uh, our uh, helmsman, Mr. Kolar. Ambassador. Nice to meet you. This is uh, my staff. This is Mitchell, and this is Howard. <laughs> give, him, give him a pez. Right. <laughs> give him a nod. Yeah. Nod. <laughs> she says, can I see your ship? Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Toval, would you uh, care to uh, escort the ambassador and give her a tour of the, of the ship? Of course, Captain Blake. We have a uh, reception planned uh, later today, uh, so after you've had an opportunity to see your quarters and freshen up, we'd love to, to, to have you there, say, in uh, an hour. Excellent. Will we be underway soon? Yes. Yeah. Yes, unless there's you know anything else you need from the starbase. No, the negotiations on Columbus two are very important. Yeah, of course, but we have plenty of time to get there, and we anticipate no trouble. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Perhaps we can speak privately later. Certainly. <laughs> Will you give them a very efficient tour of the ship? Absolutely. 
Very informative. <laughs> it's like, this is 37 steps shorter than the other alternate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we prefer this plasma contract because it's a point and, three six. Um, but at, but before she leaves, as you uh, as she says, can we speak later? You, she walks away, and the camera focuses in on your face, and you know, rather pensive look. Yes. Let <laughs> <laughs> me go to this. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Concord. Her five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> good, good looking, good looking woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's quite handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm gonna talk to you privately. <laughs> so the uh, the trip to Klondas two at whatever warp you wish to go at. I don't know. Six is the best warp. I think six. Wow. We're gonna go really fast. That's yeah. super fast. Okay. okay. It's important. Well, what? Let me. What? what? Is six gonna stress the engines? Yes, sir. Uh, which might go 5.5. Stops in efficiency. It'll probably take a couple of days, maybe, mm-hmm. to get there. See, Plenty of time. That. Six will get us there in 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> That's right. If you're J.J. Abrams, really you have to Deep curve. the crap out of me in those movies. Yeah. He yeah. has no concept of how long it takes a starship to get anywhere. He, he, did. he has no concept of science fiction. Right. He did in Star Wars. I'm like, yeah. Everything's instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. That really annoys yeah. me. Fair enough. The, the reception goes fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no problems. Everything is, is normal. She meets you in your quarters later. And she says, Mark, you never did tell me why you left so suddenly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I thought that, um, that that's what you wanted. It wasn't what I wanted. Well, you know, maybe we weren't as adept at communicating then as perhaps we are now. But, you know, I, at that time, I felt that... Uh, you know, it would be easier if I was the one who left. It hasn't been easy for me, Mark. Um, as they're talking on the bridge, I need um, I need Kunal to make me a let's see a sensors roll. You have sensor skill. I do. I think you do. <laughs> Take that modifier, add your intelligence modifier. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's not. Thank it's, you. It's not sensors. It's probably more communications, but we'll go with it. Space sciences? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we'll go with the sensors. All right. And 2d6? 3d6. 3d6 plus whatever you're... 
Somebody up out here has communications too. Not me. Negative. I have plus two on communications. Come on. Okay, communication. Make a roll there on that too. Nineteen. Nice. Sixteen. Yeah, look at that. Do you have anything up here? Yeah, your communication. What are your IQ? Your stat. Your IQ bonus. 14, 15, 16, 17, 19. Okay. You're both watching the feed, and all of a sudden they're like, wait. Well, I'm a Vulcan, dude. Right. Hey, did, did you notice that? Oh, yeah, I saw it five minutes ago. <laughs> what? Oh. I've been tracking it for some time. I know why. I, <laughs> I remember now why I wanted you to roll. You pick something up, a uh, communication, um, mm-hmm. just briefly, just this this burst of, of uh, this brief message hits the uh, the communications panel and it sounds like a distress call. Uh, who's in charge of the, of the bridge right now? Uh, probably uh, oh, who would, you, who would you leave in charge when you're not there? Uh, well, usually the, f- the first officer. Watanabe? Uh, well, oh, first oh, you're, this guy. Yeah. You're, you're, you're sitting Hawk. in the chair. Hawk sitting in the chair. Commander Hawkins. We yes. have a incomplete communication that may be a distress call. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please put it on speaker. <laughs> the reason I had you make the roll, Suresh, mm-hmm. is because when it comes across, you pick up very quickly. It's kind of garbled, but you recognize it as Klingon. And it's, it happens very briefly, and it does not repeat. It's Klingon in origin. Interesting. Interesting. So he doesn't have anything he can play for us? Oh yeah, you can play it. I mean, you yeah. recorded it. Does anyone does does the can the universal translator clean that up and translate into uh, the standard? Of course. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> that one button does everything. It's 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 code basically, but it's it's an like an automated computer generated standard distress. The angry Klingon computer voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's just essentially a call for help. Is what it is, and it just instead of repeating like you would expect it to. I mean, it just very briefly bursts for five seconds and it's gone. Could be interference, sir. So it's like a clean distress call. Is that essentially like join us with our glorious death? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay. Send us knives. So where uh, can uh, where do we have the source of that transmission? That's what I wanted <clears throat> the sensor rolls for too. Um, yes, you can pinpoint it. How far off is it from our course? Um, it's not far. Um, it would be it would be a, a minor diversion. It's in the Beta Carine system, which would take us too much out of our way. Would only be a few hours here at your current speed, and you have two weeks to get to Columbus too. So plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> and what uh what uh what is the current state of relations between the uh, Federation and Klingon Empire? Yeah, uh, uneasy at best. Is this post Organia? Um, yes, the Andorians already went fought with them. Oh and- uh, no. Do we want that to happen? Uh-huh. I wouldn't mind it. Then I could hate their guts a little bit more. Sure. Okay. All right. Awesome. Hatred. <laughs> Empowered. It's, um, it's still uneasy, but it's a bit more like, hmm, maybe possibly something might happen in the future. It's but called war, and hopefully the wall will come down. Yeah, kind of that thing. I will, uh, you know, I didn't have the comm badges back then. You gotta hit right. the button on the arm of the chair. Right. Like I hit a, it's, it's like the barbarians back then. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will uh, trigger the comm to the captain's quarters. Hang on, I might have this. <laughs> Captain, Blake here. Just to see she's saying it was hard for me. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm thankful. <laughs> thankful for the rescue. You dope. You dope for that button, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's the whole. 
I gotta take this. <laughs> like here. Sir, we have received a distress signal from a, uh, what appears to be a Klingon, of Klingon origin, uh, and the Beta Karina, uh, system. And take us about, uh, you know, two, three hours our way to investigate. Take us to yellow alert, I'm coming to the bridge. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I gotta, Mark, I gotta I go take to, care of I have to get to these negotiations. You know, uh, we've got plenty of time to take care of this. I, d- I don't, I don't expect any problems. <laughs> She's like, wasn't we crying during sex? <laughs> like, all right, Mark, I trust you. <laughs> I wait for her to leave my quarters. Take a curveball. Can you please take a yellow one? In helmsman, um, sorry, uh, wait, wait, Lieutenant Kolar, please plot a course to the uh, source of the transmission. All right. Sir. So you walk onto the bridge. It's that button there. He sighs before the every task I is done. I don't want to steer the ship there. <laughs> just checking. Did you see I'll walk on the bridge? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Touch with your speed, sir. I will. Ah, stand up. <laughs> wait, wait. All right. So I, I come on the bridge, look meaningfully at, uh, at the XO. Right. What do we know? Well, sir, we are uh, now... An hour and 45 minutes away from the source of the signal. Uh, it repeat, played once, did not repeat. Uh, would you like to hear it? Thank I would. Do I know anything different than these guys do about the signal? Or the message? Mm, not especially, okay. I don't think. Um, you also have a little slider bar. I assume that's coming to course. You guys don't know it, but I've established two buttons and an arc. That's possible speed. <laughs> Best, yeah, best possible speed. And then, uh, I guess it's more of an appropriate question for you. Um, if we're a couple of hours off course, how is, how is this detour going to affect our uh, mission to get to Klondus 2? We should be able to do it if we blow the Klingons up quickly, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I grind out Klingons. <laughs> so... <laughs> And who's on the way mission? <laughs> We're probably going to need to talk about it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Captain Crew, we are making a, a small detour to respond to a distress signal. I've taken us to yellow alert as the distress signal is from our Klingon neighbors. Uh, we're about two hours out, or short, short, just short of two hours out. We don't expect this to take us too long. We expect to return to our to our uh, mission momentarily, or within within a rather short amount of time. I know, I, you know, I, I really should think about these things before I start talking to you guys. <laughs> Sometimes when I do things, I just feel like I go on, on, on. I say, oh, bro, I'm going to reach over and just click off the intercom. Let me get that for you, Captain. Thank you. <laughs> he said best possible speed, too. So he I did. plotted the course. Oh, yeah. And I just pushed push the max. Right. right. So, well, best possible speed. We don't want to, like, you know, tear the doors off. Don't anything to melt. <laughs> yeah. Not fast as possible. Right. Best. Yeah, this is the best. So, well, I mean, well, yes, sir. It's 8.2. It's uh, Toval, let's get a Starship Engineering check. See how, mm-hmm. see how well you can monitor these. See if they start melting. Plus three in the intelligence, so plus six to whatever roll. Okay. Fifteen. Plus six? No problem. He can get you high warp. Excellent. So we're going to go like warp fifteen. 
Is that what I heard? <laughs> 8.2. Captain Blake. 8.2. We were there before we even left. <laughs> Can I just say it's really refreshing to have a captain, any captain on any Star Trek, actually tell the fucking ship what they're doing. Because <laughs> how many times did you watch them like, we're about to die, and then, like, the guy down peeling potatoes at the bottom is like... It's annoying. <laughs> I always thought those were the best episodes where Kirk was like, okay, shit's about to get real. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> but you're right. You know, the guys downstairs are like, why is the ship shaking? Why are we at red alert? Did I just have got a hole rich? Announcement sucks. All right, Mr. Suresh, would you like to make me a roll on... Let's say planetary sciences, maybe? Planetary science. I would love to. I'm going to gauge what you know about the Beta Carina system. It's not as good as the Alpha Carina system. Yeah, and your IQ as well. That's good, because oh, I'm going to need it. The <laughs> Gamma Carina. Mm. Oh, yeah, forget that part. 14. Oh, oh no problem. No problem. Um, oh, you know, I just read the book last week. <laughs> right. Uh, Fodor's Guide. <laughs> Beta Carina was surveyed about a hundred years ago um, by a long-range probe. She rapidly determined that um, the uh, the planet, although M-class, was a rather desolate desert planet. Um, no, no interesting resources. Uh, no indigenous life. So it was just sort of bypassed, and no one's gone there or had any reason to be there. Ronald disruptors go off. Just testing the weapon, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Once he gets past warp seven, Lieutenant Kolar just (laughs) just starts humming to himself. (laughs) So that's what you know about it. Okay, kind of kind of a dead end place. I share. All right, sounds exciting. Use your right done. Okay, so a couple hours later. Pull into the uh, Beta Carina system. Sensor sweep of the system? Absolutely, sir. All right, let's roll it. You, uh. There's a mouse. <laughs> and the fork moved. <laughs> <laughs> we can't orange. detect anything on the other He's side of the planet. Taking a leak. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Are that's... you going to um, orbit? 20 well, I want to do a, a sensor sweep of the system first okay. just to see if there's sure. you know, evidence of like a battle or anything okay. like that. 22. Okay. Excellent roll. <laughs> what you um, discover is the system is empty. There are no ships anywhere. Um, the planet, though, you get an unexpected reading. You're actually detecting evidence of um, a city with a fairly high degree of technology. A city. Well, this didn't show up on the probes before. Mm-hmm. This was not in the book. And and multiple life signs, like millions. Hmm. I read a report on it quickly. Okay. If the oh. words are like written out. Oh, no, I'm typing it out. Well, there's a city down there, sir. There's not like, supposed to be a city down there, sir. Looks like we might be here a little bit longer than we thought. Standard orbit. <laughs> sir. Ambassador Dubair is not going to care for us, sir. Ah, we'll be fine. Maybe we anticipate no trouble. We've got Starship <laughs> Navigation Roll, Helmsman. Oh, God. Here we go. He's going to crash it into the planet. Well, well you see, the you're not far off. There's a, that's a 10. That's <laughs> Plenty. Okay. There was no problem on this planet until the starship landed on it. 
So, we should have buzzed the tower. <laughs> it's a it's a um, brown and beige world with polar ice caps and very thin traces of cloud, very arid and dry. Um, Mr. Suresh. Yes, sir. What are your scans show of the city? What's their what's their technological level? It's high. Um, um, it is it is at least standard Federation oh, technology, it seems like. Can you designate a, a capital building or there yeah, is there a large central structure that looks like it might be a governmental building of some kind? Yes. There is a there is a large structure in the center of the city. Uh, population? Millions, maybe oh, two or three. Jesus. Millions. Lots of people. If I may, is there evidence of um, space travel? So no ships in the system at all. No uh, no ports. No uh, no ports. Nothing like that. Okay. Any warp signatures in there? No. And are we still picking up the Klingon? No, it only it only played once. Sir. Did not read. Really. But it came from. We we believe it came from this planet. Oh, oh yes. if uh, if uh, yeah. Lieutenant Canals Lieutenant Commander Canals readings are correct, then yes. Yeah. Are they human? Um, which we'll tell with our little technology from here. With a twenty-two. Yeah, that's a that really good jerk role. wearing a belt. <laughs> they are. Uh, his socks don't match. They are humanoid. Humanoid. But there are some differences in the life signs from humans. Okay. And the forehead. What's that? And the forehead. Yeah, and the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost track. So let me see if I've got this. We have no evidence of space travel in the system or on this planet. Or work. We have no evidence of any starship debris in the system. We have no repeating distress signal, one and done. Mm-hmm. We have a city where a city should not be. Mm-hmm. With millions of people. I feel a Star Trek episode coming on. <laughs> and no sign of our distressed Klingons. That is a, a fair summation, Captain. Let's go down there. Mr. Suresh. Sir. Hawk. Sir. Tell me. We have no evidence of, uh, of space travel here. What does the Prime Directive tell us? Well, that we should not interfere with the, the course of a pre-war-capable society, sir. So while a light comes on the communications panel, you're being hailed. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, let's wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Let's, should we answer? Yeah. Shall we? <clears throat> it's not a man, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's from off ship, Captain Nick. Do, do, do you want to go check with the ambassador make sure she's doing okay? Send it to message. Answer the hail. All right. Would you like it on screen? Yes, on screen. All right. Um, the main view screen shimmers and uh, shows you the image of a uh, a man with um, um, kind of longer chestnut-colored hair, probably in his mid-30s, wearing some sort of pastel-colored, like maybe a, a toga. You can only see him from the chest up. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not wearing any pants. He has a, he has a kind of a four-pointed star emblem on his forehead. All right. Otherwise, he looks completely human. Okay. Um, Tell me about his ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all, <laughs> stick out a little much. But... <laughs> um, Attached lobes. <laughs> he smiles and says, Welcome. I am Prime Baron. Who might I be addressing? I stand up out of the command chair. This is Captain uh, Marcus Q. Blake. Of the USS Concord. 
We're responding to a distress signal. Distress signal. Single. Distress <laughs> signal. You really got to think about these things, Captain. Prime Baron. What he said? Prime Baron. Yes. Can you can you tell us about that? A distress signal that uh, that originated from your planet. Or I think he said distressed single. <laughs> She's down in your court. <laughs> I wish I could give you a three point shot. A distress call. Yes, sir. Hmm. That's quite odd. We uh we have no uh we, we didn't pick up anything like that. You you feel that it was from this? We'd be happy to share the data with you. Um, are you from the Federation? We are. Oh. We've been monitoring communications. We have no space travel technology ourselves. The benevolence has not seen fit to give us that. Um, we are very interested in uh, in making contact and becoming friends. Would you Would you like to come to our city? We'd be more than happy to welcome you. Certainly. Um, if you don't mind, uh, we would like to, you know, uh, perform some more research to see if we can determine what happened with this distress signal. Hmm. Well, the, the benevolence could possibly help you determine this. And who might this benevolence be? Our, our caretaker. Your caretaker. Yes. And uh, where is your caretaker? Well, he is, he is in his, his holy place in the center of the city. Very good. Well, uh, if you don't mind, I can prepare a, a team of, of my my uh, people, and we'll come down and have a visit. Excellent. We would be happy to receive you. Kilda. There's nothing more malevolent than a name like the Benevolence. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not jump to conclusions. Just because the one Benevolence we met a year ago doesn't mean this Benevolence is going to try to Is it a computerized Benevolence or is it a godlike Benevolence? <laughs> I, I think it's important that we keep an open mind about other cultures uh, and their ways and uh, not start facing people, Captain. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Can I bring an extra one? <laughs> Typically speaking, this is not a situation that I that I would encourage us to embark on. But, however, they called. <laughs> however, if there are truly Klingons on this planet in distress, it could only help the peace process and relations between our two cultures to render assistance. Yes. Amanda walked on the bridge. What's going on? We're responding to a distress call, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Will it take much time? No, I, I don't think it'll take any time at all. Uh, we'll be here an hour or two. We've got plenty of time, according to uh, Kolar. Uh, we're good. <laughs> well, I, I have to stress again, the negotiations on Klondus 2 and the fate of the entire planet rest upon me getting there. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and we under- we all understand that, right? Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. So we gotta but, go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna take a little trip and go downstairs and uh, <laughs> downstairs. Uh, see the the uh, <laughs> lovely people, you know, the Prime Baron and, and what all, and uh, we'll, we'll be back. Okay. I, I trust your judgment, Mark. Thank you, Amanda. I figured you'd want it, so I'm shoveling the tropes out on the table. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
uh, I order unless uh, uh, she's unless she's already there. Uh, uh, Commander uh, Watnabi to the bridge. Yes, Captain. Uh, turn over uh, command to her. I'm like, if you don't hear from us in an hour, beam us the hell up. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I assume the landing party is... Yeah, you know, phaser <laughs> ones and communicators. I, sh- I show up with yeah. two phasers. Are <laughs> <laughs> no, we sure we don't want to take one of the junior yeah. uh, security personnel? You could be <laughs> with us. Let's bring two of them. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Three. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. One, two, three, four, five. I think there's only a scanner scanner pad for one more. <laughs> All right, then what we're going to do is... Well, they go down first. Kohler's like, great, there's two red shirts. I might live. We're going to roll on the random red shirt table. Nice! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's go with... um, Do we we want... Are they going to be male or female? Either. Don't, Don't you roll for that? No, you, you don't. You get a. You get a oh, so well, roll we're, we're taking table. We're taking how many extras? One. Is that what we decided? Let's do one. Okay, so one. One. So I say male. Okay, it is 1960. It is. So yeah. it should okay. be male. It's the future. Of okay, let's have a D6 roll. Let's have two of them. Two D6 rolls. You got a two and a three. A two and a three. Jim O'Connor. That is his name. Uh, let's have three more rolls. A do. Three more dice girls. Mm-hmm. If he names them, then we have to have a female. Yeah. Right. Two. All right. Six and four. He is a uh, blonde braggart who enjoys drinking. Oh, this is going well. Right you see him, I'm like, Jimmy, how you doing? <laughs> so really, none of us will be sad. No, no, except for him. He lived well, he died well. Except for Kolar. He's my only friend. Yep. Right. Yep, he's my only friend. Doomed, just doomed to be. <laughs> As we assemble on the transporter pad, I'll, I'll tell him, I said, Men, keep in mind, this is a first contact situation. <clears throat> it's a... There is there's a great deal uh, uh, at risk here beyond our rescue mission, potential rescue mission for the Klingons. So let's be on our P's and Q's. Phasers on stun. Huh? Oh. <laughs> you get on the pad, the transporter chief slides up those three sliders, and you get this. We switch to a scene of the planet's surface where you rematerialize. <laughs> and Kolar blows up in a wall. <laughs> is, there, is there a transporter or malfunction or mishap table? There is. There, well, no. Uh, uh, there might be. I'm not sure. Uh, I have a sound effect for transporter malfunction, but we didn't have one of those. Is he just screaming? You arrive on the planet's surface. Immediately, you're you're hit with heat. Dry heat. Um, well, at least it's a dry heat. This is dry heat. Or glass Yeah. Right. Um, you are on in this plaza, basically. And all around you are these tall, gleaming buildings... Um, you know, it looks like it might have. You know, you, you don't. You don't. You can't really put together the idea that there was no one here 190 years ago, and now there's this massive city. It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Very um, much. 
somebody, let's see, let's have the chief engineer do this. Mm -hmm. Let's let's roll a just a straight engineering check with your IQ. Fourteen. Fourteen. That makes a hard check. So you're getting the impression as you take a quick scan around at these buildings that. Some of these things look like they may have been constructed from some sort of massive system of engines, hull plating, <laughs> um, almost like it was constructed from some sort of starship material. These may be repurposed materials forming Repur- this city. Repurposed from what? Uh, looks to me as if it could be, potentially, 87% chance. Um, <laughs> repurposed uh, parts from a spaceship. Wouldn't that be consistent with a, with a colonizing effort, though? Build build your civilization out of the ship that got you here? Uh, if they are an efficient civilization, yes. Shall I take more readings? Yes. I'd be curious, is it all the same sort of technology? Mm-hmm. Is it all the same sort of manufacture? Uh, at cursory glance. I'll give more in a moment. So, I feel like you should have a track order, too. There's a group of six people approaching you. I'm also looking for how old it is. I'm going to let him do his thing, and I'll walk towards the six. Okay, people. while you're doing that, and motion to O'Connor to come come on up. Well, I feel okay. like we should also all kind of spread out like they usually do. If there's any shoot to be done, O'Connor needs to be the point. He's behind you with his hulking figure and his stuntman-like face. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you can tell that one of them is is this person that called himself Prime Varen. Prime Varen. Mm-hmm. I greet him. Um, there are several other people that are behind him that are dressed very similar to him. Similar star mm-hmm. tattoo, but different colors. His is gold. Everyone else is so the same colors. four points, but it's different colors. Yeah, okay. they're dressed in um, in these loose fitting togas, belted at the waist, um, sort of various pastel colors. Mm-hmm. And with him is this young woman, probably in her early twenties. Very beautiful blonde hair. Really? Yeah, toga. The toga is very revealing and, you know, not much there. Um, She's having this greenish hue. <laughs> I'm going to try to catch her eye. Yeah. Listen, you make me a charisma check. Let's see. Uh, do I have charisma? Uh, I got a little bit of charisma. You get a little bit of charisma? I got a little bit of charisma. Let's, um, hmm. Let's do your diplomacy. So, charisma. charisma. So, we'll plus two. Diplomacy, yeah. Uh, that's 9, uh, 12 plus 2 would be 14. Hey, that, that makes a hard check. Yeah, she smiles at you. Uh, she's welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your hospitality. We're very pleased to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, he says, you know me. This is my, uh, this is my daughter, Lasaya. Is that the pretty girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles. Oh, here, John's keeping his hands back. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Baron, I, I confess, were uh, somewhat puzzled by uh, your presence here on the planet. We we explored this system more than a hundred years ago, and mm. found that there was no one here. And to find such a sprawling, thriving metropolis in what is can only be described as hostile surroundings. Yes. Puzzling. It's like a Garden of Eden with its beauty surrounding us. I well, assume she's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I throw up in my mouth a little. Yeah. <laughs> Baron looks at you and looks at her. I'll smile charmingly. <laughs> You're right. Um, let, me, let me tell you as we walk the story of the Barre. 
Please do. Um, you want to make your your engineers? Let's do starship engineering now. Plus IQ. Plus seven. I'm looking for where these materials came from. Yes. Are they Indeed. playing materials? Or how old are they? <gasps> Whoa! Triple one. Ten. Roll a ten. This is tricolor display. Yeah. It was on overload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. Looks oh. like you. Well, no, no, that's not exactly what happens. <laughs> but something does happen with your tricorder. You're starting to take these readings, mm-hmm. and it's almost like there, there's something interfering with the the signals that the tricorder is sending out to do its scan. Captain's too far away to talk to, right? He walked over to talk to those yeah, guys. Probably not discreetly, anyway. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. almost like something is is blocking its signal. I have a sciences tricorder. Maybe I can sure try figure that out. While he does that, I'm going to try to fiddle with the settings on mine to see if I can bypass the interference. Okay, maybe if you invert the electrons, well. That's right. Well, but only in the second quarter. Well, you have uh, the next check. Yeah. Uh, sensors. The transphase sensors coils. and what? Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. What skill might go with that oh, attempt? That oh, you got sensors. That's right. Yeah, sensors. Yes, roll it. That in your IQ. His IQ or Suresh's IQ? Wow. His IQ or Suresh's IQ? <laughs> Thank you very much. Twenty-one's excellent. What'd you get? Eighteen. That's good too. Um, it's it's almost like the interference was momentary, mm-hmm. and then it stopped. Um, when you scan, um, you you collect all the data um, around you. Something that Tolval's tricorder wasn't doing. You two can coordinate with that data now, and if you mm-hmm. wish, and come up with a plausible story. You both get the impression as you're walking and talking about this that it's almost like something momentarily scanned your tricorder and blocked its outgoing signal. That's interesting. Um, Maybe keying off of the energy signature? Maybe. But it's gone now. But why did it not block it the second time? Unless maybe it's controlling the readout. That could also be. You're no longer picking up the interference, so it was momentary. Uh, what did we get as far as the... Did you actually do the scan of the building? Yes, you are able to to use the data, talk to each other, and mm-hmm. what you determine is that the... We bump tricorders. They scan each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's so hot. They bump tricorders. The technology or the construction of these buildings from the technology, you guess it's about... 85 years old maybe since mm-hmm. this was done yeah some sort of some sort of ship was was somehow modified it doesn't account for everything here but um, but yeah it's like this city was definitely built from some sort of vehicle one um, source not multiple vehicles not multiple vehicles you mm-hmm. you do discover that like I said, not all of the materials here are from the ship or that old. Some of the metals look like they're probably recently refined. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- well, maybe maybe varying from 85 years old until, you know, not too long ago. So maybe repairs have been done, normal maintenance and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So someone has some advanced skill in metallurgy and construction techniques. So well, There are a million people here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you see plenty of people walking in different 
streets and different togas. There's no weapons visible. Absolutely none. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're walking along, um, Varen tells you this story about his people, the Bare. Is what they call themselves. They, uh, in ancient times, um, as it was told to him by the benevolence, he keeps saying this over and over again. Um, the people's original homeworld was destroyed in some cataclysm, and the, the, the ancient Barre sent out massive arc ships uh, okay. into the stars. Millennia passed, and um, they lost contact with each other. Um, you get the impression. Anybody has? Somebody have investigation? I don't know. Yes. I can lie. <laughs> That's the um, same. <laughs> exactly the same. Make that roll. And you guys have diplomacy. Right? I do have diplomacy. I'm going to include that here. So make a make a uh, intelligence check with your diplomacy. As well. What am I rolling? Uh, diplomacy plus intelligence. And I've got a plus three next to diplomacy. Yep, you're really good at it. Okay. And then uh, your IQ bonus if you have one. No plus no, one. None. So I'm rolling three? Yes. You always roll three and add those. Fourteen. Okay. Um, Twelve. Twelve. Okay. That's an that's eleven, so that's good. Um, <coughs> boy, for one, you come back. So you can hear the... Wondrous information I'm about to dispense. He's about to drop some knowledge on us. Take a knowledge dump right on this table. That <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds so appealing. You're going to be kissing my hand anymore, will you? No, probably not. So what's a um, better scan you can do? Well, a level one, diagnosis. level one diagnostics usually <laughs> <That's right. laughs> top tier. No, 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 no. About eighty years. Something with a tachycardia pulse. Right. <laughs> of Modulate the frequencies. Right. Darn it! I'm really trying to think about science here. <laughs> I love what they were like. We need to. But if you were to uh, address the transphasic resonance uh, <laughs> interfacing clip, mm-hmm. right. right? That's all mumbo jumbo, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir, do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> Could you just science it? <laughs> yeah. Did you go uh, through uh, science one ones? <laughs> um, you get the idea as Varen's telling the story that um, you're, you're, these people don't really understand how all this stuff works. works. Right. Mm-hmm. You get the idea that over the millennia, the Barre people must have lost what they knew to make this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he keeps talking about the benevolence doing everything for them, providing everything. Um, I saw, uh, this benevolence sounds quite quite interesting. Uh, will, will we have the chance to meet meet the benevolence? Uh, I I'm, I don't know. That would be up to the benevolence. He will tell us. Oh, certainly. If he wishes that, to meet you. That seems reasonable. Although no one ever sees him, mm. this is not allowed. <laughs> Was that the benevolence saying we could see him? <laughs> this giant orange and white ball. <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. Prime <laughs> you, you seem so gracious as a host. I'm curious, have you had visitors before? Um, no, you were the first. Although we do, we do monitor um, communications that pass through our system. So we are aware of people in other places. And I hoped one day that we would get to meet them. We have no way to travel 
to them. So are you familiar with the Klingons, perhaps? Oh, the Klingons. Oh, those are the very, the very warlike ones. Correct. Yes. Although I must say, no offense intended, that your people seem to war quite often as well. Only well, in defense. Only in defense. The Barre are completely dedicated to pacifism. Well, I think that you'll find that uh, your... <laughs> I, I said, like, <laughs> your object... Objective... Objective... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's that coffee? <laughs> your objectives and preferences are, are very in line with the Federation. We We have weapons on our ship only to defend ourselves and to protect the... the Protect those who need protecting. One eyebrows raised. Like for, for instance, if, the, if the, the Klingons were to come here, what what would happen to keep them from from making war upon your people? And well, the benevolence would never allow anything to happen to us. I see. So the benevolence has some sort of, of power that can be used to protect you. Of course. Has that happened before? No. No. So can our culture really claim to be pacifistic if they're protected by uh, something that's able to, to commit violence to protect them? Or are you just deferring that moral obligation onto your higher power? What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I, look, I look at him like, nice one. I'm very proud of you right now. <laughs> and he demonstrates it with an eyebrow. That's right. <laughs> um, he says... I, I don't believe that benevolence would protect us through violent means. Oh, does he have some, some non-violent means to protect the, the planet? I assume so. But you're not, you don't know. Fluffy bunnies. Yeah. Doesn't sound. So you could, you could perhaps use violence. It's not necessary for me to know. Hmm. Interesting. So if the benevolence maintains, then he has to have some physical means of changing the world. So if we look at the newest changes, maybe we can track how they were changed. Let's see what physical presence has been on this one. Do, do you have a benevolence that guides your federation? No, no, they're pretty bad. <laughs> call them, we call them the Vulcans. Mm. Yes, we we have uh, leaders who guide our, our 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 government and our culture and society. Uh, about this time, he's led you into this building and into this. Very richly appointed room, and um, he says, "Do you wish some refreshment? Refreshment? Refreshment would be welcomed." No, various servants start bringing in platters of food. Drink. I find a drink that's preferably bubbly with some sort of umbrella or fruit. In it. <laughs> right, Mr. Colon. Right. How much time do we have before we've got to get back on mission? Oh gosh, you could stay here. Days. No, no, no. no. You gave orders though that said what's going to check in. To, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Check in how much time hour, has it been? Yeah. Uh, it's only been about thirty minutes, maybe. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and check in. Okay, I am scanning. <laughs> Blake's Concord. What Navi here? What Navi? Just wanted to let you know that uh, we have uh, met our hosts. We are here in the city, and we'll check in with them now. Everything's normal here, sir. Very good. Talk to you soon. Yeah. I I subtly. Scan everything. All the food that's coming in and drinks. Okay. You know, just Let's make a check on the sensors and IT. Meanwhile, I'm also scanning. I'll tell you what in a minute. Mm-hmm. Nine. That's uh, easy as an eight, so that's okay. no problem. Yeah, everything is edible by, by humans and humanoids. Everything is exactly as it should be. It's as poisonous as it was made. Right. right. So we're not expecting any problems. <laughs> right. Quick trip. 
we're trying to look at under the theory that if the benevolence maintains things it has a physical presence of some sort mm-hmm. I'm going to try and find newer construction see how it was actually manipulated and see if we can use that to determine what physical manifestation the benevolence might have okay sure let's do um, let's do engineering engineering and um, IQ I'm forgetting your tricorders give you a plus two bonus on all these rolls. So, oh, oh, oh. God, so, I know. Yeah. Not that the game I that, time, that, that triple one would have been a success. Right. <laughs> it was more fun Six, the way it worked out. Seven, eight. <laughs> Eighteen. Okay. While you're scanning, uh, you get the idea from uh, the Prime Baron as he speaks that his their ship crashed here. Mm-hmm. Or it didn't crash, it landed here. Mm-hmm. It arrived here safely, and the benevolence cannibalized it and built this city. Now, your role is going to tell you that construction techniques, um, it was, a lot of it was done with, um, you know, robotics equipment, um, um, anti-grav technology to lift things. Kind of the same sort of technologies you guys would use in constructing in constructing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing really out of the ordinary. So there's, a, there's an infrastructure that the benevolence can manipulate theoretically. Yes, and and you're you're you don't have enough to really make a conclusion. It could be that he provides tools for these people to do these things. He could be doing it somehow with some sort of robotic devices or something like that, but. You don't really know. You it's not just materializing. It's, there's something physically... Yeah, it's like still mind-warping yes. metal or anything. Not part of that. Transporting or whatever. All right. I, really I dumbed that down as much as I possibly can on my little tricorder screen and, <laughs> and show it briefly to the captain. Okay. And he has a I make it digestible for him. <laughs> Use small words. <laughs> right. um, Very short human words. Varen says, is it... Do, do other people join your federation? Absolutely. How does that work? Well, after uh, we get to know each other, you know, we, we you know, share information amongst our cultures. Smile through your eyes, is it? A number of, uh, of, you know, individuals from from the Federation, mm-hmm. and along with individuals from uh, your community, will come to an agreement. Um, it's generally years in the making. It's not even that happens overnight. Well, uh, we will consult with the Benevolence and see if this is his will. Excellent. Um, your communicator beeps. Blake here. Watanabe here. Captain, a Klingon cruiser has just entered the system. Oh dear. Uh, Oh dear. Oh dear. dear. (laughs) Captain Captain doesn't swear. Oh dear. Cheese and crackers. (laughs) Mother of pearl. Great googly movie. Watanabe, take mm. us to red alert. Uh, Hail the Klingons. Mm-hmm. Well, I should probably return to the ship. Could be. Um, could be trouble. Yeah, I mean, surely I, the benevolence will take care of you. But we don't. We don't expect trouble. Do yeah. Do, yeah. I mean, I don't think we expect it. Benevolence should should take care of it. Right? Well, he'll protect his people. Not us. Don't know much about you. We're among the people. Ship's <laughs> um, not. There's 430 people still open. Fair, fair point. Uh, Kalar and I are going to return to the ship. Okay. I go stay next one. Yeah. You leaving Hawk in charge? I'm down leaving here? Hawk in charge down here. I think oh, that's why, sir. Oh yeah, you got this. You got this. Now we may have to flee the system. 
So <laughs> I go over to the commander of my phaser, one of my phasers. There you go. Oh, I got my own phaser. You'd be here with Lasaya if Just they have one. So. That's right. I would love to get a from back <laughs> on the Prime Minister's Why daughter. not a two to be my... I can I can think of worse places to be stuck forever. I will tackle somebody out of that containment. I have my next to do it. <laughs> okay, um, great. We've split the party, so everything's on track. Exactly. <laughs> I like to play right into the GM's hands. <laughs> Don't okay. even worry about it. He left a red shirt. Um, you uh, you. Oh, that's true. That's right. Get back to the Concord. Make mm-hmm. your way to the bridge. I guess. Yes. All right. We we run in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, you see, yeah, we're down, the, we're down the halls, mm-hmm. you know, and the the the, mm-hmm. the, the klaxons are going, right? You know, it's that nice moving mm-hmm. shot, you know. As Don't forget to pull your shirt down. We get in. Absolutely. Yeah, so and there are lesser people running in the background, back and forth across the hall. Exactly. Right. All right. So supplemental friend, man. We have a city where a city doesn't belong. We've discovered a a new colony, powered by a benevolence. We have some concerns there. We had we were responding to a Klingon distress signal, and look, Klingons have arrived. We're at red alert. <laughs> no <laughs> trouble at all. <laughs> so, how long before the Klingons uh, make orbit? Well, when you get to the bridge, uh-huh. you see on the view screen this image at long range currently of this Klingon D seven cruiser ponderously uh-huh. approaching the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll make orbit. Pretty soon, yeah. within within the next ten or fifteen minutes, probably. I want to break orbit. Are you googling D seven cruiser two? Let's yes. break orbit and intercept piloting. Uh, sure. Uh, now let's be starship navigation. Okay. I want to put us between them and the planet. Nice. Um. Uh, Seventeen. Excellent. No problem. Uh, you're being hailed. Okay. On screen. Got it. Oop, I accidentally hit the phasers. Finger slips. The screen the are right uh, next to each other. The screen shimmers. Oh, Ooh, the big ones. Replacing the uh, D7 is uh, this image of this Klingon. He, um, are we in Federation space? Or is this undeclared space? This is kind of undeclared. Kind of. It's like nobody really cared about Katie Karina, and it's sort of... Um, no one's claimed it. Yeah. Um, you see this Klingon dressed in his... Green and gold uh, command uniform. <laughs> um, Little Fu Manchu mustache. Yeah, he's got that going on. Um, he's got uh, swarthy looking. No, that's next gen Klingon. So very swarthy looking with all that heavy pancake right. makeup. Perfect. And uh, nothing basis there. A big scar running down his face. And uh, he says, Federation ship. What are you doing in orbit around a Klingon world? Um, our star charts show this to be undeclared space. Who am I speaking to? This is Captain Blake of the USS Concord. We're responding to a Klingon distress signal. Well, I am Captain Koroth of the Imperial Cruiser Victorious Dagger. Mm. Hello. Nice. Good to see you today. Are you responding to the same distress call? Why do you think Klingons need your help? Nobody else was here. Yeah, like that guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sweet, so don't. That's uh, Koloth, isn't it? That's Koloth. Um. He says, 
We received this distress call. What do you know of it? I guess I'm talking to the NPC guy. Uh, <laughs> send over the uh, distress call as we recorded. Mm-hmm. I'll be the NPC guy. Yes, guy. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what we have. Did you have any hand in causing this distress call? No, we were far away at the time uh, on a separate mission. We responded because we got a distress call. Because we weren't that far away. <laughs> Why are you attempting to flee to the far side of the planet? Why are we fleeing? To the, what do you mean? But you still go around with the planet between you and... No, no, you no, no it's between ship. them and the planet. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're taking a defensive posture. Why? I have an away team on the planet right now. So soon shall I. So uh, I have a landing party. <laughs> a landing party. Right. That's the Hummer of spaceships. Well, <laughs> yeah. we will make orbit and send our own landing party down. But you should know, we claim this planet for the Klingon Empire. Well, that's certainly something for diplomats and ambassadors to figure out, not necessarily starship captains. Hmm. Maybe in the Federation that's how things are done. Well, I'm not here to claim a planet today. I'm just here to respond to a distress call. Very well. I would advise you to stay out of our way. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Witty. Witty. (laughs) 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 I chuckle. (laughs) Um, The communications cut. Immediately call Hawk on the planet. Okay. Well, that would be you, yeah. You're going to hit, yeah. Okay, what, what do I hit to make it sound like there's an incoming call? Yes. All right. Um, you, you hail. <laughs> I should have, sorry. Anyway, there's a damn phone. <laughs> Actually, oh, sorry. you received no response. From Hawk? <laughs> oh my god, it really didn't go off. <laughs> oh my god, that's so creepy. John's got a strong game there. <laughs> John is influenced the benevolence. He's the benevolence. <laughs> um, down on the planet, what uh, what are you what are you three doing? Well, yes, and then I, I, I did chasing. save the princess. Yes, yeah. it was. You said you were wanting to do something. Yeah, I want to chase a theory that uh, they they re- they monitor communications. Could it be that they actually have that that their systems have reflected a Klingon distress signal somewhere else? And so I'm going to look and see what kind of communication systems they have. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm helping them. All right. Well, then both of you can roll. You can roll sensors and your IQ. You can roll your engineering and your. Are your communications? Let's do that in your IQ. And you plus two to the roll. Nineteen. Okay. Sixteen. Excellent. Um, there's there's no way they didn't pick up this distress call. Okay. They have the technology to do it. They say they monitor things. You mm-hmm. all picked it up from systems away. Far there's no way they did not. Is there any chance that their uh, communication system can reflect back a call from someone else, no. somewhere else? Or the purely receiving. Or create the distress call? Randomly put together. You don't see any sort of transmission capabilities. They just seem to have not built any. Uh, But they they can can receive everything. Receive only. Interesting. I'm going to report that to our, uh, to Commander Hawkins. Okay. It's very interesting, uh, Toval. 
Why? What what reason would they have to lie about receiving distress calls? Very, 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 very. Um, where is their communication system? Various points around the city. Do the, they have a console nearby? Uh, probably so. Probably not in this room, but close by, you would think. I would read this as confirmation that the distress call came from this planet. Hmm. You all having a private conversation? I yeah, guess, we kind of we kind of moved off the side talking. Yeah, all right. Um, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> well, no, we were. I'm waving my, you know, communicator. On. Sure. We look like I'm talking to ship. Um, we're just gathered with drinks over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the punch bowl. <laughs> really? What happened? Mm-hmm. 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 You, uh, you all notice as you're talking. You look over and you see Varen just sort of looking at you with this blank look on his face and he has his hand close to his ear and he says of course well that's and that's not creepy all of you are going to need to make me some rolls uh-huh <laughs> let's see what do we want to do jim's about to get it that's all i gotta say <laughs> this is going to be it's going to go off in your strength stat Oh, great. Mm-hmm. These are all bodybuilders in the future. <laughs> Jim, Jim's got the best chance of making this. I'm Vulcan, so. Yeah. Oh, that's true. What is? I can lift the car if I need to. You have a nice try. So it's just 3d6 and you add your strength to it. Oh, Lord. So a 3d6. <laughs> well, that's a uh, 9, 10. 17. That's 16. His Vulcans are total supermen. Okay. Perfect. Here's what happens. You see Baron standing there like this, with this blank look on his face. And your two crewmates just drop to the floor. So Hawkins and... Like uh, dead drop to no, the floor? No, no, unconscious. no oh. unconscious to the floor. He, he looks at you very strangely. Like, okay. why didn't you fall to the ground? I uh, go so straight to what him, about what about O'Connor? check his pulse, he's still, he's Wait, still alive. Did the red shirt drop too? And I pull my phaser out and hold yes. it low. Yeah, the, the red shirt dropped too. Okay, you're going to pull your phaser out. And he's uh, checking my pulse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, squatted down by your body. All right, you go over and, check, you go over and check his pulse. That's how Vulcan's. And he's, he's alive. <laughs> yeah, and right. His pulse is Cough. strong. He's just unconscious. But you're going to need to make me another strength check as Baron looks at you even more intently now. His, his cool eye star is starting to glow. Oh, boy. Was he, was he <laughs> did I pass out too? Yes. Nine. Yes. You're down, son. It was a, yeah, it was a 17 to stay, to stay awake. Nine. Yeah, you're down. Yeah, you... Uh, you... Uh, Check his pulse, he's good, and your phaser clatters to the floor as you go unconscious. I fall across his chest. The landing party does not answer your your call. Face up, because face down. We scan the surface. It's a little weird. What do we know what's going on there? Um, Let's see. Do you have sensors at all? Uh, hell no. <laughs> okay. I certainly don't. I am the fighting right. grade. Well, we'll let the, the standard bridge crew personnel make this roll. Mm-hmm. Um... They scan the service. You want him to have them look for anything in particular? I want to know, scan where we were. Okay. And we want to know what's going on there. Because we're not getting a response. Is there a problem? Is there anything that, that sensors are going to tell us? Um, you detect two humans and a Vulcan. Three mm-hmm. humans. Three humans and a Vulcan. A couple more kind of He's stuff, already so. dead. I don't even remember his name anymore. <laughs> okay. Jim, Jim O'Connor. Jim O'Connor. No. So we need like a, a cutout for him? Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> 
you pick them all up. They're all alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you also uh, pick up six Klingons now mm-hmm. on the surface. Mm-hmm. In the same place? No. Okay. No. Kind of out in that closet where you guys were. Um, and you're going to pick something else up. BB? Think <laughs> of how this would work. You're detecting a Klingon communication signal coming from the city now. Similar to the distress call? No. This is like a normal communications beacon. Okay. Like two ships talking to each other. Okay. It just activated. Like as the Klingons... Like perhaps a proximity sensor or something? Because it's not from where the Klingons are. It's another part of the city. Close to the central place where the benevolence is. Gotcha. But you're picking it up. It's like there's a Klingon ship on this planet that you didn't detect before. Okay. Uh Okay. Lock in on that. Put the prime baron on, on the line. All right. Um, he comes on the line. Brian Barron, I can't get a hold of my uh, uh, my away team, my lightning party. Perhaps they're having trouble with their communications. Yeah, could you just put them on? Um, I would, but they're not. Yeah, just here. put them on. That's not a problem. They're not here at the moment. They're not there. My mm-hmm. sensors show they are. Um, no, they're out touring the city. Maybe you're having a malfunction with your uh-huh. sensors. Uh-huh. Beam him up. <laughs> Beam who up? Brian Barron. <laughs> no, you got to cut, cut the communications first. <laughs> Turn around. Um, you, you start to beam him up, and, and your, your transporter chief comes on and says, Captain, there, there's some sort of interference. Something's blocking our, our transporter beam. I cannot get him, Captain. There's a shield around that city. <clears throat> yeah... This is going to be a thing. <laughs> Want me to fly towards into the city? Sir? Star Trek and no problems. <laughs> or are we not moved into expecting problems? No, no, we're, we're good. We're good. We're going to have to get wrapped up like that. Your sensor we're, chief, your sensor um, operator says, Captain, there's Klingon disruptor fire on the planet. Wait, n- now there's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did fire weapons for a short period of time. What's the ship doing? Um... Do we still have a, 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 a scan on our crew, or are, are, are they off sensors now? You're not, our life signs. You're not picking them up. Usually when a shield pops up, we couldn't get through. Yeah. Um, you're being Can, hailed. Uh, before I answer the hail, mm-hmm. give me a lock on whatever's generating that uh, that that shield. It's from the central... Okay. Point the word. I don't want a phaser lock on that. <laughs> Weapons. Okay, got it. Marksmanship. Lock. Lock. Not no, fire. Lock. Not fire. <laughs> yeah. I was going to roll my subterfuge. It, I had the lock on. <laughs> we answer the hail. Um, it's a Klingon. A different one. Looks a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Commander Goran, first officer of the Victorious Dagger War. Hi, Commander. Captain, Captain Blake. Good to what, see you. What happened to our people down there? Yeah, we're having a similar issue. Um, I think it's important that nobody overreact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, your sensor tech, your sensor officer turns to you and goes, uh, they, they got their weapons powered up. Are we still- Where are they pointed? Uh, the planet. Yeah. Again, I really think this has perhaps been a big misunderstanding. You know, these guys are new to the neighborhood, and they don't really understand Klingon, Federation. We don't get our crew back. They will be vaporized. I hear you. I do. I I hear you. You know, and I understand that this is a pain point for you. A pain point. (laughs) But what I would like 
to say. <laughs> this is a more is realistic future than <laughs> maybe we let some cooler heads prevail. And let's just give it a few moments, see if we can work something out here. You know, I, I feel confident that, that my crew and your crew, they're all okay. We just got a shield issue here. And so we're about to respond to that. And uh, so what I would just ask is that you just hold up a bit. I feel like you're just diplomacy and charisma check. <laughs> I feel like you're just totally trolling this. this I, I grumble to the helmsman next to me. I shouldn't have lost that bet. Mm-hmm. Diplomacy's plus three. Charisma's plus two. So I got a plus five altogether. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 11, 13, 18. He, he looks like you just put something very distasteful in his mouth. And he says, <laughs> you're too trusting, human, but we will delay. Thank you. Be right back. <laughs> Cut the comm. Put a button on that. I'm there. Uh, any change on their shields? Uh, no, that thing's up and it's... Uh, I don't know what it's powered by. All right, it's let's put out, out a ton of energy. Let's put out their lights. Let's uh, target their uh, their shield generator and, and hit it. Starship combat? This is awesome. <laughs> you said to the Klingon. Um, Just don't shoot for a minute. The moment the button... <laughs> Well, you're right. The shield generators uh, are inside the shield captain. Well, I'm like, with it's, like it's a surgical strike. Yeah. It's, it's a process. I have to kill them he's, he's, to save them. John's flipping to the angry deity table. <laughs> <laughs> there might be one. There should be. Let's see. We'll use. It's like Greek, use. European, actually it doesn't matter. Got the same role, just <laughs> scientific deity, oh, okay. myth, you know, uh, mystical right, deity. Uh, this would be five phasers. Okay, starship first one. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I'm assuming Dex. Yes. Okay. For sixteen. Ooh. Okay. Thank you, sir. You pummel the shield with the ship's phasers. Um. It doesn't appear to have any immediate effect, uh-huh. but it does look like it's putting a strain. Again. <laughs> you hit it again. Uh, you got it. I just hit <laughs> Captain. Well, yeah, I just hit that button again. <laughs> okay, that one was worse. You got the coordinates already in. Well, it's not moving. Right. Not as so good, but... You're being hailed from the planet. <laughs> again, sir? <laughs> Give it a moment. <laughs> All right. I do the... Uh, <laughs> right. Stand dramatically on the chair. I'll scream. It's Prime Baron. Hi, Prime Baron. I thought it might be you. Why are you taking these actions against us? You're sh- you are denying me my people. You're denying the Klingons their people. This will not stand. You need to lower your shields, and you need to lower them now. We've only done as the benevolence has asked. Why don't you put the benevolence on the line and let he and I have that conversation? He looks kind of up in the air for a second, and he says, The benevolence says if you don't stop, he will have to take drastic action against your people. Tell the benevolence that if he doesn't stop, I will end this. Okay, Kirk. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm smiling. It's 1968. (laughs) He does not wish to to engender any more ill will, although he does say if you don't stop, the consequences might be drastic for you. 
I'm telling you that if you if the benevolence doesn't drop his shields and allow us to retrieve our people and the Klingons, this will have a disastrous end for the benevolence. I like how you're saying you're more powerful than their god. <laughs> I will kill your god. Hey, what I've learned, I've got the high ground. I can't lose. As we know, you can't win if you don't have the high ground. I got the high ground. He says, I'm afraid the benevolence has said a show of force is required. Uh, your sensor chief says, Captain, there's a life sign outside their shields. No. And it's gone. Scans. No! <laughs> I just said no. O'Connor. Uh, his corpse is now on the planet. Outside oh. the shield. Any lines to no funeral. Permission to fire, sir! <laughs> Return fire on the shield. <laughs> 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 yeah, I give him a double dose. Don't even care. Uh, uh, oh, nice. 18, oh, that is nice. 20, 22. Wow. Okay. You're you're pumping out energy, but it doesn't look like it's doing any. I mean, it's it's weakening it a bit, but it's like this thing is absorbing it all. Sir, this is taking too long. Baron says, "You must stop, please. You must stop." <laughs> The benevolence doesn't wish to harm any more of your crew. If the benevolence doesn't wish to harm my crew, why doesn't he return them? I'm happy to leave, but I cannot leave without my crew. That seems fair. Yeah, no. He requires them, as well as the Klingons. Yeah, that's Alyssa, not, that's not going to work out. Uh, Alyssa needs a human, a, 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 a husband. What does the benevolence <laughs> need them for? I do not know. He does not tell me. Prime Baron, the benevolence has adopted an answer that I can't accept. And I gather that I have adopted an answer that the benevolence can't accept. What kind of compromise can the benevolence offer? I uh, show weakness. Uh, <laughs> You're unconscious. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mute our, our comms. Okay. Prepare a tactical um, uh, team in uh-huh. Transporter 1. Yeah. I get up. Um, <laughs> your, your sensor officer says, Captain, the Klingons are firing as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So their disruptors are bombarding the shield at the same time your phasers are. All right. Um, okay. So on the planet, the three of you, yes. you awaken. You're in, a, you're in a very plain holding cell. Um, you don't have your communicators or your phasers or your tricorders. Okay. And you can see outside there's like a there's like a four screen doorway. Apparently, you're guessing because it looks like there's nothing there. Um, well, but right. allow Hawk to test this hypothesis. To all, what what sir. what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you're gonna, no, no data, sir. Yeah, you're you, not sure. Uh, two of you, you and the three of you. Yes. Collapse to the ground. I collapsed to the ground a few seconds later. Yes. Um, our prime minister appeared to be focusing his attention on me at the time, shortly after contacting an unknown entity by communicator. What? Uh, what where's O'Connor? Uh, O'Connor. He, he was he was with you when that all happened, and he passed out as well. So you don't know where he is. Right. Uh, disappeared. I'm going to go up to investigate the open open archway. How would you like to investigate that? Like By to trying to walk through it. Well, <laughs> now I'm not like running into it. You know, slowly kind of moving forward and putting your hand out and see what happens. All right, you, you put your hand on it, and, and it's like this flash of light, this explosion of pain throws you across the room. 
Mm-hmm. You land in a heap. Well, perhaps that was not the best idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> Analysis, uh, Lieutenant Commander Tuval. One thing, though, when you did go up there to do that, you noticed that there is a, a barre standing right outside the doorway. Is it Lelander? Le- no. Oh, no. It's a rather... It's a rather uh, <laughs> we like to have the daughter guard. Kind of brawny. He's just sort of standing there like this. Uh-huh. Is there any chance I can use my administration to file the appropriate forms for our release? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but what you could do, what you could do, since you're this close to the guy, yeah. make me a. Um, Unhardened. Let's see. Yeah, the, the room is otherwise solid, right? It's it's otherwise solid. No windows. Let's make this a, an IQ check. This one. Well, that's a six. That helps. So that's a ten, twelve. How'd you get to command with a plus one? <laughs> Grant pause the center. Um, thirteen. Okay, that's good enough. You notice that when you're, you're, I mean, you're like this close to the guy. He's like standing right here. Yeah. You notice back here behind this ear. Yeah. There's this odd-looking lump back there. Huh. Looks strange. About the size of the end of your little finger. Okay. I'm going to point this out to Tovall. Like, was, was that where you said the guy was holding his ear? That is exactly where he was touching his ear, sir. Hey, go out there and see if you can out what that is. He sort of turns um, The door is on arm, sir. <laughs> oh, right, yes. Quite right, Tovall. <laughs> Quite right. I'm going to look around the room for things that I can dismantle or manipulate. You know? Is there even I mean, a the bench? The thing is bare. I mean, there's a there, there are couches. Uh, not couches. Essentially just, you know... Planks with a with a cushion that extend from the walls in various places, but there's no there's no panels, there's no there's nothing like that. To a water source toilet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So perhaps the energy field isn't calculated to your physiology. Perhaps you as a Vulcan will pass through unharmed. No, sir, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Could be true. <laughs> no, sir, there's, 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 there's a less than point zero zero one percent chance. That is highly illogical. <laughs> I will call out to the, um, mm-hmm. to the, um, uh, standing there. Abare standing there? Yes. He turns. Hey, he you. Turns. Do you need something? Why are we in the cell? The benevolence wishes it. Why does the benevolence want us in a cell? I do not know that. Can you let us out of the cell? <laughs> I can't. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> where, where might I expel waste? <laughs> Holy crap! That's crazy, oh, kudos. <laughs> he, he looks puzzled for a bit, and perhaps you should ask your benevolence that question. <laughs> um, apparatus will be provided. Do you have need now? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, he walks over. You can't see, but he's like he's manipulating something out of sight, apparently on the wall. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, this uh, this seat extends from the uh, back of the chamber. Ah, so, son of a bitch! Yeah, but yeah, you're hoping to bring a bedpan or something. Yeah, and yeah. it appears like some sort of device to excrete waste into. Is there any means of privacy? <laughs> I'll turn my back. <laughs> the benevolence is not provided for this. Um, would you please turn away? Yes. He goes back to his post. He looks for wires you can pull out of it. He looks for moving parts. <laughs> he looks for water. He looks for things he can manipulate. 
Okay. I never once said I needed to poop. <laughs> I did not lie. No, you, just said, you just said thank you. <laughs> nice. Make me an engineering uh, nice. check. Uh, let's see. And your IQ. You'll need a pretty good roll here, too. <laughs> That's too bad. 14. Okay. Um, well, that makes a hard check, so I'm going to say... You have no tools. But I am Vulcan strong. That'll, well, you are Vulcan strong. That is true. Yeah. You can mind melt the device the toilet. Toilet. <laughs> You don't want to know what that toilet is. Mm. Right. Are we going to go with that one Star Trek episode where we can mind melt through a wall? You could certainly try it. Well, well, that's plan B. Plan B. I'm an engineer first. Uh, so this whole bluff thing mm-hmm. that I have here. Yep. How's that work? That's a... I think that's a combat thing. No. Nuts. Am I able to get anything off the toilet? Ooh. <laughs> well, well, the seat is unsanitary. Hepatitis A. <laughs> space. Hepatitis A. No, space herpes. Sorry. Uh, okay, let me look up this bluff thing quickly. Mm-hmm. Sure. And... Bluff. Yeah, it's, it's... It's a combat thing. It's dirty fighting. Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, you, okay. You you could maybe do something with it if you had some tools or a better way to get at it. So basically right. what I'm saying is you could use your fate point and try to re-roll and get better than a 14. Who no idea. Yeah. Or you could try something else. Um, what are the odds that we're going to have a significant improvement if we get out of this building? Well, we, can do any, we can't do anything. We are helpless, Correct. and we are likely to end up being helpless and, until and Jimmy's the missing. explosion. We don't know so, what happened. Oh, hold on one second. I'm going to ask the guard. What happened to, uh, where's our, where's the fourth member of our party? No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the man in the red shirt. James. The benevolence eliminated him. From, from the room? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> he ceased his life functions in an attempt to get your people to stop firing on our city. See, now we have more information. <laughs> and the Klingons as well were also firing on our city. You know, if you let us talk to our ship, I bet we could get them to stop firing. But the Klingon people have not been eliminated. They have been captured and restrained as you are. I see. The, the people who land on the planet were... Were, were captured. Correct. And okay, then, the and then both... Facility. The benevolence does not wish me to give you... <laughs> if you... If the benevolence allowed me to talk to our ship, I bet I'd get them to stop firing. That is not allowed. Okay. I figure if you're going to kill us to get them to stop firing, you can at least let us try to ask them to stop firing. <laughs> Instead of murdering us. Just saying. Benevolence does not wish this. I'm going to spend the fate point and see if I can get a roll. Adding six. That's better. Eighteen. Okay. That gets you to a heroic level. You think that you may be able to crack open a, a seam on this thing, mm-hmm. maybe getting to some power and maybe shorting out power here locally, possibly. I eliminate the maybes and try it. Okay. And that's your role, so... <laughs> So yeah, you're able to, to get in there and you crosswire a couple things and the room goes dim. You hear the, the door go boom. Move quickly, sir. 
We should have talked about this before you Because <laughs> I could use my plan. But okay. Uh, I will bolt out to where I remember the guy being. Okay. Go back on, on the ship. <clears throat> Captain's log, supplemental. Okay. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> totally a Texas captain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the whole. That's, the whole that's it. That's it. <laughs> so the last thing we knew, you were preparing a tactical team. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you're manning the tactical the tactical team. Yep. In the transporter room. In the event we can get the shields down. Okay. Uh, I turn to uh, my science officer mm-hmm. and my engineering officer. Right. And these are the backup guys. Yeah. These are, yeah. These are like right. the night. I'll play yeah. backup guy. Yeah. Um, Bobby, the guy who's kind of slow, ever since he got hit in the head. <laughs> By that guy. <laughs> he took just, to the face. Just spitballing here. Based on what we know about the uh, shields on the planet, we know that phasers have been unsuccessful in bringing them down. We've not weakened them, though we've noticed that we've stressed them a little. Am I correct? No, you get correct, good. sir. Okay. <laughs> He's still kind of stuck. <laughs> we got hit in the head. Red guy. <laughs> <laughs> going to burn the place down. So, given what we know, can we extrapolate how much power we need to bring the, to overload those shields? Your your second in command, your engineer who stand in here, his name is Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. He says, I think so, Captain. And I might have an idea, but it could be very dangerous. Tell me what it is. It might be possible if we use all of the phaser power in one burst and time it with the transporter, we may be able to blast a hole open long enough to get the transporter signal through. So we would, we would essentially be creating a hole in the shields, or, or are we talking about a momentary... Deactivation of the shields. Uh, no, a, a, a small hole. The energy of the phasers would be dispersed on the shields, creating this. Let's call it a window. Perhaps is a better term. It'll it'll drop a, a localized area for maybe half a second. Might be long enough to get the beam through. There's a pretty good chance that we're going to burn out the phaser emitters to do this. Yeah, that's a concern. <laughs> maybe not. But we might be able to. We might be able to make it happen. But. Do we have that? Time torpedoes? We do. Yeah. Throw a couple of that. <laughs> we generally don't want to throw a photon torpedo, you know, eh. at a city. Or a shield. They don't, they don't, work, they work, they don't work super good. Either. Yeah, they're, they're really more... Uh, Blowing the ship up after the shield. Yeah, they're, they're more of a uh, of a warp speed weapon. Um, unless I'm wrong. Oh, you're totally No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Photon torpedoes? Yeah. It's a good I mean... I don't know. I mean, I've seen them. Oh, it's a good gut punch. Depends on well, the writing. Depends yeah. on the air. I mean, it would cause a, a massive problem in the city. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so one more thing. Just spitballing. If the phaser thing doesn't work, <laughs> we'll call that planning. <laughs> Ram it. <laughs> how much, in comparison to what we can deliver with phasers, how much destructive force can we generate with an overloaded? Impulse engine on a shuttle. Jeez! Wow! <laughs> yeah. So Wilkinson says, "So you want me to turn a shuttle into a bomb?" I do. 
The Blake Bomb. More of a missile. <laughs> and and if, the Blake Maneuver. Wipe a city. If Plan A is five levels of destruction, how much is the shuttle? Let's suppose I was calculating. I'm gonna go with a twelve. Okay. Well, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Plan A. But I want Plan B prepped and ready to go, and it needs to be. Uh, we need to be able to pilot it remotely. All right. Except if we can't pilot it remotely, right. <laughs> I've got the perfect guy. <laughs> you just learned how to fly. Get in there. I think you probably need a trained helmsman to do this move. All right. Well, your engineering crew gets to work. Okay. We can be ready. We can be ready with Plan A as soon as you're ready. Well, how long for Plan B? Mm, it might take us an hour or so to rig that up. Okay, you've got ten minutes. <laughs> of course, I do. <laughs> I'm calling the bridge. Yeah, and again, no, I'm doubting this. If the autom- if the uh, automation on the piloting is going to be problematic, <laughs> I need to hold somebody back. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I think, I can, I think we, can, we can remote pilot it. Are you yep. sure? Because I, I really, I really am not feeling the love. Call the bridge. Kid. I mean, what kind of delay are we going to have on the remote? It pilot? would be much, much more precise if it was manual. So what I'm thinking is, <laughs> if we did it manually, we could just beam him out the, the moment prior. Right? Of course. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> I think that's probably, I mean, with as much destructive power as we're handling here, I think it, it makes a lot more sense to be fundamentally precise. Kolar, please report to the shuttle bay. Oh, I've been hailing you for the last two minutes. <laughs> All right. Sir, tactical team is ready. Yeah, please report to the shuttle bay. You want the whole tactical team? No, just you. <laughs> uh, Roger. We'll do, sir. I run my little freaking heads down there. Waiting there for him, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm you like, see, <laughs> you see the technicians like they've got panels ripped off the shuttle and they're messing around with the power generator and you don't know what they're doing, but they're they're ripping this thing apart. I can see a power upload when I <laughs> oh <laughs> I just want sir <laughs> how you. Thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if the phaser uh, plan doesn't doesn't pan out, <laughs> and we think it is, it's not gonna be a thing. But if the phaser thing doesn't plan out, I just want to have something in our back pocket. I think that makes sense, right? I mean, you, just, you don't want to you don't want to double down and then you got nothing. You want to you want to make sure you got a, you got something you, else to do. You notice that all the techs have stopped working and they're all turning and looking at the conversation. <laughs> so is this his inspirational speech right now? It is my inspirational speech. Wait. Oh my god! Josh needs help. Is this the Josh needs help speech? God damn it! You're gonna kill me in a game where you're not even running. But you are wearing the red shirt. Oh. No, he's wearing the red shirt. Yeah. You are. Mm. The engineer. You don't even have a red shirt on. You have to change before you get to do this. <laughs> I'm promoting you to a red shirt. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to roll red. Episode, yeah. So, in the event we need you, this is our our our, our best last option. Piddlefoot plan. <laughs> right. So, you know, this is our best last option. You're going to pilot this thing down with the engines on overload, 
And in the last possible moment, we're going to beam you out. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but your, your efforts here will liberate our crew, will liberate the Klingons, and it will go a long way, I am certain, to, uh, you know, heal the relations between Klingons and the Federation. You can do this. You got this. You're the man. Out there. Uh, they will name this maneuver after you. This is the blink bomb right here. At least the incident. Yeah. So it's <laughs> wrong that I'm hoping that Plan A doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the Colar. Yeah. Sir, isn't there something in Earth's history called a suicide bomber? Kamikaze just meant divine wind. Yeah. Uh, no okay. <laughs> Judging from other games, when ta- the time comes, I'm sure Andrew will help us get to plan B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel like I've been slain. All right. Well, the shuttle's called Josh, isn't it? I also, it's only I also Andrew, feel like the shuttle should deploy prior to the phasers. That's that's uh, that's. So that we should have you queued up. So the moment the phasers don't work, you dive. Fine, sir. Look. We get our best, uh, our best uh, transporter engineer, and if he's not available, the next guy. Yeah, <laughs> I talk before I go into the ship. I talk to the transporter. Oh, <laughs> there's a bottle of Indorian brandy in this. If you get me out, so there's like, so yeah, we call the transporter chief, and he's like, "Sir, I'm I'm on PTO today." Oh, <laughs> that's not a problem. <laughs> you've, been, you, you've been training Billy for a solid that's three right. weeks, right? Get in Billy in there. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's studying transporter tech for his science fair project. <laughs> he's taking the extension engineering extension course. Right. He's actually actually Starfleet Medical. Right. So this is elective. Who's going with the transporter landing party down to the planet? Who's trying that first? Yeah, I'm trying to be me. Okay. So I leave um, Watanabe and Watanabe. Watanabe. Yeah, All right. And I head to the transporter bay. All right. So we're launching the shuttle prior to the phaser attacks. Yeah, you so want in position. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, is your plan to... Okay. Your plan B is to just crash the shuttle into the shield or is it to try to get the shuttle in... It's to the overload the engines against the shield to bring okay. the shields down. So you want to bring it in the same time you do the transporter. Correct. You just could. Just well, I mean, if the shields go down, absolutely, that would be something you could do. Basically, yeah. I'm just assuming that when he tells me to go, I'm heading at the shield. Well, yeah. I mean, the, while yeah. this window is open for the transporters, you could put the shuttle through if you right. wanted to, like, put it somewhere to be right. dead. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, if, if, the, if, the, if the shields come down and you Long do it, absolutely, you okay. thread yeah. the needle. Yeah, Piloting of three, no you, problem. You, you could possibly do that, yeah. and then it would be sitting there ready to be dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I'm assuming I can, I can counter the overload. I'm assuming. Uh, of course, no. you assume that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Make a big bud. Emergency transporter. Oh, don't exist for a couple of years. <laughs> All right, so you launch the shuttle. Yeah. You're waiting for the signal from the transporters. Yep. You guys are ready on the pad, mm-hmm. and we go back to you guys on the planet. So I was lunging. The uh, windows. The yeah. yeah. The, the portal was down. I was lunging to where I last uh, remember seeing the guy before the lights went. Okay, let's do this. Let's roll initiative. Blind fighting. Three d six plus something. Let's do. It's three d six plus your dex. Eleven. 
Okay, you got an 11. 15. 15. Suresh, what'd you get? 14. 14. Okay. The, the, uh, the Barre guy is going to be surprised. So, first up would be Toval, if you wish to take an action. And mm-hmm. instead of going through the rules, you guys just tell me what you want to do. I'll interpret it into the rules, and we'll tell you what to roll. Sounds good. I want to run out there, identify where the the call for help button might be, and make sure that the guy doesn't get near it. Okay, you, you, you book on out of there past the guy, and you notice that the, there was a panel he was manipulating that has several mm-hmm. different buttons and lights on it that looked like that's probably where it's going to be. That's the only thing you see. So right. The same panel he got the crap tub out of? Yes, yeah. and you do notice that this this hallway has several doors, just like the one that you went through. It looks like you only deactivated just this local area in this cell. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are still active, so okay. you're able to do that. Okay. Uh, Suresh, you're next. Um, okay, I will bolt out the door and, and kick him in the jimmy. Okay. Nice. All right, so what you want to do is... You're going to roll 3i6, of course, and you're going to add to this. Unarmed melee. Unarmed melee, if you have it, and your strength. No. If you have it. (laughs) Slap height. 13. Okay. And I'm going to make a defensive roll for him. That will be better. He will not do, he will not make that, so you smacked him. I can find that real So quick. you hit him with a, with a kick to the groin. Excellent. What I have to do now is I have to make a check against that and add his strength. He got an eight. Um, you kick him hard, and he sort of <laughs> reels back, and he's, he's in a lot of pain. He didn't Good. go down, but he, you definitely started the process. Excellent. All right, Hawk, you're next. Uh, I will uh, you know, run past where uh, Suresh uh, has hit him, right? And uh, go in for the uh, kick to the face. So this, I imagine he's, he's bent over a little bit, yeah, he's getting hit in the groin. Yeah. I'm gonna come in and try to bring the knee up to his uh, nose. So that's eleven. It's strength, strength or dex? Yes, or strength. So eleven, twelve plus um, two more be fourteen. Okay, you beat his roll. So now I have to make a check at plus three to my difficulty. He does not. You kick him in the face and he goes crawls senseless to the floor. Nice. Anyone um, else within sight? No. And uh, he didn't raise an alarm or anything, so you're just in this corridor. Everything is calm. Too calm. I want you to check the other cells. Okay. Ignore that. You're, you're walking down the, the hallway a bit and you hear this gruff voice say, What's going on out there? I, I, I will go look. You see a pack of Klingons in a cell. How many? Uh, six. I bet they could do some damage. <laughs> I'll say, I am Commander Hawk of the USS uh, uh, Concord. I'm Captain Koroth of the Imperial Klingon ship Victorious Dagger. Was it your distress call we heard when we that brought us to this planet? Oh, that's right. They didn't it know. was not my distress call. Yet you appear to be in distress. <laughs> he looks friends. pissed his buddies look like is this an opportunity for me to take command from this guy <laughs> we're not in distress oh very well when we'll move on they're then. merely restrained 
And if you are unrestrained, what would you? Uh, what action would you pursue? I would allow you to aid us in seeking revenge. <laughs> I look at Tom. Oh, you want me to open it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> would you please secure? Uh, Absolutely. Thank you. And I go over and I push the button. <laughs> He's out cold. I will dislocate his shoulders. Oh. <laughs> Did you, do you have status written down there as a trait? Well, he's not going to ch- do anything with dislocated shoulders, and it's not going to kill him. Well, I can. Ow! Ow. Ow. Uh, make me That's a. Way. Way. Play squash. This would be weird, but make me a life sciences roll plus strength. Wow. Uh, oh. Four. <laughs> Eight. Okay, you broke you a little bit, elbow. but you know, but yeah, you're able to <laughs> pop his shoulders outside. Oh god. And he's like, ah. Yeah. Uh, you do notice this weird bump. Yeah, I'm I'm checking that out right in there too. Yeah, it's like there's something solid in there. There's an implant there. Okay. Did I find my our stuff? Did you get it back? Oh. No, you have not found okay. any of your That's what we need. equipment. Does he have a knife? Or? He has no no weapons, nothing. Okay. Do the Klingons have knives? Use your teeth. I'm not chewing it. So the thing will fall down, and you said he was Commander Koroth? Koroth. Captain, Captain Koroth. Captain Koroth. They walk out to the hallway. Yeah. Big, massive Klingons. You're, Let's you're, drag our prisoner to this zone, re-enable it. Ooh, I like that idea. Very that cool. may be more humane than just looking at your shoulders. <laughs> I think you go with Alright, I'll say perhaps two of your crewmen can carry our captor into the cell before it re enables the screen. Do it. <laughs> they throw them head yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not gentle. Right. Next break. Alright. Very well. I think. So, uh, in a corridor with a pack of Klingons. We need to spread out and find our equipment. This will not buy us much time. He has a communicator. Yes. So, good point. So what? So you have the cells. Is there one point of access out of this area? Two? How many points of, of exit um, are there from this area? You'll have to go down the hallway to yeah, find out. Let's find out. Let's, let's head down. I will lead the pack of all of us down the hallway. Okay. Koroth is right there with you. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of the hall, you see that it opens up into a room, and there is a sort of a curved, like, desk-type station and there are two of these uh, these barre people sitting there. Um, I'm gonna have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They don't. They're not aware that you're here. So. And uh, so, do they look like they're working on consoles or something? Yeah, just like they're they're messing. And their backs to us, or they're are they facing our general direction, but they're looking. No, down. they're not really facing in your direction. Sort of, sort of away. What uh, happens when Klingons meet pacifists? <laughs> And the benevolence doesn't help. Koroth says, we can kill these too easily. Let us immobilize so that we can question the planet where our equipment is. So we may rearm ourselves with weapons. Very well. <laughs> Alright, uh, so... so what you guys want to do? I will take one of them and I'll gesture Koroth to take the other one. Okay. Um, I'll just come up and... Alright. <clears throat> Alright, um... Let's see. Make me... Let's do the unarmed combat thing. And he's not going to see it coming, so he's basically just going to check to see if he can stay in the fight. I will not participate, too. Um, 13. Okay. But he's going to take lead. I'm just going to be that Wait, you... bench whenever he fails. All right. <laughs> I have no real combat. Plan B. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right, so that's a, a 13. Yeah, no problem. All right. Uh, yeah, you cold cock him, and he's out. Now, 
Um, Torah's going to be the other one, but you can get there and nerve pinch him before he does if you wish. Oh, I think I will. Okay. I think I understand Cleon's psychology well enough to yeah. know what kind of burn that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be. How does that work? <laughs> Eleven. Vulcan nerve pinch, okay. Unless I have a... Disables. I, I'm using an arm melee, but... Disables everything. Yeah, I don't know what it'll be, actually. I should wait till I get instructions. Okay, you don't even have to make a roll if they're, like, unaware. behind them or unaware. Mm-hmm. I just have to make a 3 day 6 plus strength roll at target number of 17. That's a big target. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's, that's not big. Barak looks at you and he's like... You're welcome, sir. <laughs> I thought Vulcans were pacifists. Not technically. <laughs> it's confused. It's, it's nuanced. <laughs> um, this is pretty inc- intricate uh, computer panel here. So anybody with electronics, computers, so all. Ooh, anything like that. Science guy. All right, could all see what you can find out. But I will also help. Yeah. <laughs> computer. All right. Computer, can you computer? Please display the location of our weapons. You can uh, use use computers, electronics, either of those. I have eight. Eight. Sixteen. Well, between the both of you, you kind of confer with each other and and work on this. It's kind of weird because a lot of this, a lot of this panel, there's things that seem to be maybe controlled, like. Not with your hands. I'm not sure what that's all about, unless it's the, the implant. implant. But some of it is. And you can find that, oh, hey, if I put this, push this button, this drawer's going to come out of the wall and all our stuff's going to be in it. All right. All right, we'll rearm. Okay. I'll start scanning immediately for what the environment's, what the layout of the place, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, the Klingons rearm too. They have their disruptors and their daggers and all that sort of stuff, and they look much happier if they if it's really happiness that you're seeing. You're not sure. Glee. Yeah, kind of like that. I will face off with that. So, hey, does the uh, Toval uh, canal uh, the, the computer show any sign of perhaps where this benevolence is located? You're kind of in the <clears throat> same complex. Okay. You're, you're getting that idea from scans that you can do. Sure. You, you're able to pinpoint. Any of the barre anywhere, you know, with with your tricorders, so you'll know where everyone is. So it's going to be pretty easy to move about here if you wish to. Okay, let us try to move and find the sources to Netflix. Might I suggest securing these two? Throw in the person. Don't 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 let Canal. What? Don't let Canal secure. Yes, that was brutal. (laughs) You see one of the Klingons next to one of these guys. Yeah. And he turns around, and he's got a bloody dagger. Uh, uh, he's got bloody fingers, and he's rotating something. Uh, around there it is. Oh, oh he cut it. Ah, it wasn't just senseless murder. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah. I will walk over and say, is that one of their implants? <laughs> yes. Is there some... He throws it on the floor. I catch it. <laughs> Toval, is there any way to block the signal between these implants and their <laughs> benevolence? I start scanning. Okay. Electronics, I guess. Yeah. It's... 18. Okay, that's excellent, but it's going to need some life science oh, to sure. understand the interface. Oh, yeah. With the biology as well. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm saying. Are they Klingon securing the... Yeah. 
in one way or another. They're tossing in seventeen. Excellent. Okay. So you're kind of able, while this is all going on, to discover that these things receive a signal from somewhere else, and they can rebroadcast a signal to do different things, like disrupt people's synapses, mm. cause them to go unconscious. Let's know what happened to us. It can relay information directly into the brain. Okay. Um, so it's like this is the connection to the benevolence for these people and lets it extend his powers through them. Sure. Is there a way for us to incinerate some sort of uh, field using our tricorders to that? It's keep possible them that you two together could come up with a way. It will take a little bit of time to have a tricorder disrupt this signal locally. Right. Like a force field around us? Yeah, essentially. It may not last um, long. Um, might help us from getting We should also see time. if the control cells have some built-in mechanism that will allow us to block the signal to the ones that we've knocked out. Mm, yes. And that may also give us a clue as to how to block it from ourselves. You also think that you're able, since you've got this, this tech down on this implant, you may actually be able to use one to connect to the benevolence. What? <laughs> and maybe gain information. So we've got two tasks to make a force field and to connection. Okay. Before you make those rolls, let's go back to the guys. <laughs> when I get on the shuttle to... Get back to plan A and plan B. Yeah. When I get back on the... Or when I get on the shuttle to pilot it, plan. do these... Run away. I'm assuming they have spaces. The <laughs> um, they could, if you want to. I, I will, and when I, I leave, I will suit up. Smart guy. Shh. And then yeah. I'll lower the pressure. I can pilot this thing with no pressure, with no atmosphere. You could. You'll, you'll notice as you're getting into the shuttle that, like, these guys just, like, ripped panels off and threw them out, and there's, like, wires hanging out and conduit that they patched together really fast. I mean, it's... Oh, this fucker's going to blow. Yes, save on my ass. <laughs> All right, so you're ready to go on the pad. Yes, sir. And uh, you guys are ready to fire phasers on your command. He gets all the fun work. Why Nobby? So let's do it. Firing phasers. Now, real quick. Oh, piloting roll. Since I'm trying to overload the phaser banks, is there any chance it'll just short circuit the whole system and not go off? Yeah. No. Maybe. 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 Uh, you're helping. <laughs> I'm just speculating. Right. <laughs> Can I make a piloting roll to set the autopilot to go at the one point? It's not like I'm dodging anything. Just let the autopilot go. To program the autopilot to do yeah. what I want to do. Or do I have to? It really didn't have a whole lot of time. I mean, I think they, less than 10 I think they had to rip out the autopilot oh, to make space for the nuclear accelerator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Indorian> wars! <laughs> <laughs> they turned that into the remote detonation device. Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm flying the back doors open. See, all you got to do is hit this button. <laughs> it's a dead man switch. Don't let it go. <laughs> Not really. It can be if you want to. You can pilot, you can pilot one-handed, right? Oh. You can do it with a computer. Let's have a piloting roll. Oh. Um, what if I, if I spend a fate point? You can re-roll it. Do we figure out what the phasers do? Or I could use a space jockey roll. Yes, you could. But that's a one-time one. Yeah, really. If you're going to use a one-time so thing. It would be three, so that would be five, that would be a 50. You know what? So is the fade point. I'm going to use my space jockey roll instead. Okay. And then you get to pick which one you want, right? Is yeah. That how that works? Or I just thought it was a re-roll. I thought it was you roll twice and pick the oh, one. Oh, well then I will do that. Yeah. 
Well, motherfucker. That wasn't it. I'll take the first roll. Okay, 15 is enough. Okay. Barely enough. <laughs> 14. I'm like, Aah! I roll for the phasers. They go, they blast the hole. Your transporter chief punches you guys through. You're able to zip through the hole. You, you're going to take some, a little bit of damage on the way through. Okay. Um, you guys take a little longer to materialize than you normally would. You're little, for a split second, you're like, oh my god, this is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then it does. Okay. You're on the surface of the planet. Okay. Just in, uh, outside or are we in the city? Wherever you wanted to be. We wanted to be in the uh, uh, room that we were in when uh, we were Baron's quarters. Yeah. All right. Where do you want to put the shuttle down? Or do you want to, or what do you want to do with it? You know what? They never said anything about this. Nope. And this thing is still getting ready to blow, isn't it? Well. Because they set it to overload. No, no, no. No, no. It's it's it's, it's detonation right. on your command. Oh. <laughs> Head right for the biggest building. That would be the the, would, the benevolence yep. yep. place. And I open. I try to open a hail. I'm like, I'm trying to open a hail to Hawkins. No, your communicator goes off. I gotta take this. Hawkins here. <laughs> Hawkins, this is this is Lieutenant Kalar. Hey, Kalar, how are you? I'm doing? on my way um, to the biggest building there. Are you guys uh, ready? Whatever. What's up? <laughs> he sounds kind of stressed. He's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are uh, we are we are liberating the the building with the help of a, a Klingon party and uh, are, are looking to track down the source of the benevolence. It's the building you're headed for. Um, I'm heading to your location in a shuttle. Okay, right now we don't need pickup at this time. We're, we're okay. <laughs> he doesn't know about Plan B. Yeah, um, the. The captain's on his way down with the tactical team. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, I think we're going to be shooting a lot, sir. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you try to call the captain and route him towards this building? Let him know that we're uh, we're in the building uh, as we speak. Roger, sir. I'll try to pick him up. Good, good man. If, try to the, if he can communicate to you, then you can communicate to the captain. I bet I'm delegated. No, he'd rather use me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing to be captain someday. Um, there are some inefficiencies. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Currently inside the shield. Very good. Uh, I've talked with Commander Hawkins, and he wants me to pick you up and bring him, bring you to his. I'm taking liberties. It's like it's a carpool now. Where is he in relation to where we are now? Um, I'm not. Sh- uh, he's at the biggest building in the center of town, of their town, and I see you're on the outside. I'm sorry. The benevolence is. Yeah, okay. it's the not the same building we're in. No, but yours is close. You're right outside Baron's quarters door. Where you at? I tell you what, we'll meet you over there. Right, right. We're going to lay down some fire for you. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> Plus, you know, shuttles don't have oh, uh, phasers. Well, uh, not at this point. Uh, no. Oh, you don't know the door's open. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the window rolled down. <laughs> Drive by. I want to talk to you. I'm like, hey, Captain, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> going to pop out the space suit. Now, you could, you could put the shuttle down somewhere and get out and get in the building if you wanted to. That sounds perfect. So like on the roof even or yep, somewhere. Done. Okay. So put it down, you're headed into the yep. building. We're going to see if the Baron's home. Okay. Uh, Baron, uh, when you open the doors, he is there with several people. It looks like they were discussing something. Mm-hmm. And he stands up and he looks at all of you and he's like, how, how are you here? And he reaches out <laughs> to his ear. Stunning. <laughs> we stunned nice. everybody in the room. <laughs> Well, you've got six guys with you. Zip. All of a sudden, there's like right. six guys just shooting. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. 
How do we do that? That is 3d6 plus your dex bonus. Ooh, dear. Uh, nine. Uh, that's that's good enough to beat what I rolled for Varen. Yay! So, um, yeah, you got the drop on him. So you make a 3-6 roll plus your dex for ranged combat. And he will try to get out of the way. Thirteen. You had your marksmanship if you had. Oh, thank you. I do have marksmanship. So, fifteen. That beats his roll. Let's see what phasers do. I don't remember. Ooh, they do that. Move close, but you stun him, and he dropped like a sack of potatoes. Okay. Your security men—they they stun everybody in the room. Okay, they're all down. Okay, I uh, call Hawkins. All right. I like Hawkins. <laughs> Hawkins here. <laughs> We've taken uh, the, the Prime Baron and uh, some of his staff. Good for you to join us, Captain. Uh, you know, I, we, we're getting lonely upstairs. I can understand that. I, I hear you made some Klingon friends. Well, I think they might be more of your friends than mine, but, uh, you know, we're, diplomatic negotiations are afoot. Very good. Yeah. Aggressive negotiations? Uh, yeah, well, hopefully not too aggressive. We are in the uh, uh, benevolence complex. We've, uh, uh, I, I got I got our, our, our A-team trying to figure out a way to disrupt the uh, implants, the... Uh, 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 Natives have. Talk to me about these implants. Now they're behind their right ear. It lets them, you know, I knock us out. Pull the Baron's ear back and have a look. There's a bump behind his ear. Okay. It allows the benevolence to communicate with them. Do we know how to uh, deactivate them? That's what we're working on. All right. Any, any recommendation on what to do with these guys? When you say that, you hear a Klingon voice behind him say, "You cut them out of their heads." That is, the Klingon, <laughs> that is the Klingon solution, sir. Well, that month. Okay. All right, then. I'll look for something sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Blake out. <clears throat> we're on our way. All right, we are moving. Uh, we're going to, once we figure this out, we're going to move towards where we think the benevolence resides. All right. Well, let's, you put the shuttle down. Yep. You, uh, you, you find a doorway. It's kind of a big dome structure that's maybe 300 feet tall. So you're two phasers. Um, you find a door there. up here easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you, find, you find a door, a way okay. in. Um, are you going to like try to stealth your way through? Are you going to try to fight your way through? What are you doing? Open it, and if there's people standing, not looking, shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> there's not, but when you make your way down to the complex, you begin to see in Throwing the hallways... Some. Um, you, you round a bend, and there's there's two of them. Uh, there's two of these uh, bar eight people, and they turn and look at you, and they're like, they're very surprised. Yeah, they're trying to reach up to their ears. Yep. I'm gonna flurry them. Let's roll initiative first. Oh, bummer. Uh, what do I roll for this one? Just three d six. Three d six plus dex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's eight. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, you probably actually you probably would have got surprise on him. So I give you a surprise. Okay, cool. That makes more sense. All right. Okay. So you do flur- range flurry. Okay, so three six plus your dex plus your marksmanship. Yep. First Ooh. shot. Oh wow! First shot I rolled an eighteen. So yeah, that's a twenty four twenty three. Okay, I rolled a seventeen, but that's not good enough. All so right. So first shot is last hit. Yep. And then the second shot on the other guy. Probably hit him pretty easily. That one's 14 uh, plus 4, uh, 18 minus 1, 17. No problem. What are your phasers set on? Sound stuff. Okay. First guy drops. Second guy drops. 
They both are. You make your way on into the complex. Yep. Now, are you heading to where these guys are? Is that the plan? That's what I'm trying to do, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you two are working on figuring using out the, the tricorder yeah. to set up a disruption field. Is that what you're doing? Yep. That's okay. one. Then two is to figure out how to use the communications ourselves. And t- Okay, right. So what I'm going to need for the first one is we're going to need a, let's see, electronics maybe for you. And let's see, do you have communication? you got sensors? Sensors. Let's make that. Plus your IQs. 16. Uh, you have a fake point. You have a fake point you can use. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a fake point. Okay. Reroll that. All right. That's better. 14. Okay, you are able to to um, set this up to be able to disrupt the communications. The problem is it's going to take a lot of power from the tricorder. You may only be able to be able to do this once per tricorder to make this happen, and your tricorder will be depowered after that. Okay. But you can you can make it happen. Now the second thing, communicating with this thing, we need uh, communications if you have it, and you have life sciences, correct? Yes. Let's do that for you. We're using tricorders while we do this? Yes, you can use your tricorder for this. So it's plus two. Plus two. 18. That, oh, that's awesome. Yes, you figured out. You think you can read the benevolences. I want to call it mind, but you get the idea. It's not, it's a mind, but it's an artificial mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling. So you can download a bunch of data. I don't know what you want to know about the benevolence. Ask any questions. What Anything like we can download. Okay. Um, where origin? You you get that that matches up with Baron's account of where they came from. They definitely came from somewhere else. This benevolence was an artificial intelligence that ran their ship, and then later on assumed mm. this position as almost like a god and caretaker. Sure. He's kind of amoral. He has no other motive motivation other than keeping his people safe. Safe. Yeah. What you find out. Um, you can also kind of find out what he's doing. Yeah. He wants this race to expand out into the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been... He captured these Klingons when they, when they crash-landed on the planet and planned to implant them and use their aggressive tendencies to go out, raid, get resources, bring them back so he could develop warp technology... And begin to use them as an army, essentially. Okay. That's what he's doing. Press gang and Klingons. Nice. So he does not he does not have benevolence except for his people. Everybody else, screw them. Yep. Right. Kill them yep. while they get in the way. Well, they're not real people. Right. Right. Okay. Kolar meets up with you guys. Hey, Kolar. Where were Commander. you going? We're coming to rendezvous with them, but I'm hauling the uh, Prime Baron with us, and we trust up the other guys. Okay. And we've got him... Uh, Trust up and just, you know, kind of throwing over somebody's shoulder. Okay. You all are able to get around pretty easily with tricorders where you can mm-hmm. find the, maps. the life signs and get the maps. And you all meet up in this detention area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, guys. Captain, I'm glad you could make it. Baron comes to and he's like, what are, what are you doing? We're coming to meet with the benevolence. It's not loud. Yeah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> he gave us permission. 
No, you're going to like it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Cobol and uh, Suresh here have been able to come up with a way that uh, they think possibly for a short period of time they're, they might be able to blank out the uh, implants that affect on people. That's great. Why don't and, we give it a shot on this guy? And assuming assuming that the benevolence does it in the same way, it would also disrupt you know, him if you... Well, we're afraid it, proximity it may be a one-shot thing, sir. We probably don't want to blow our resources. Shoot our goo. Resources. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a dry run. Huh. All right, I guess that's certainly a way to do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. As you say. Sir, we could the generator main generator room and blow that up. We could do that. Let's try the one, and then... Plan B. Plan B. Plan B. <laughs> you go back to the shuttle. <laughs> Plan A sounds great, sir. <laughs> Plan B. All right. All right. So, so, so party is reunited. I'm going to use my, my tricorder and see if I can locate its uh, the benevolence power source. Make up sensor plus IQ. Plus tricorder. Seventeen. Need the trees at least to the center of the complex. Right. Big, massive power source. Uh, yeah, it looks like where he's at. Find it and shut it the fuck down. <laughs> okay, you'll have to go there to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it, team. I'll take point. Field trip, everybody. Captain, sir, with your permission, go I'll on. lead us out. You go. All right. Oh, and by Captain, I'm sure you've met our, our good friends, Commander Koroth and his crew. Ah, pleased to meet you. How are you boys? We are well. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I'm just grimacing at them. Like, <laughs> All right, let's do this. Team building time. Your contribution has been adequate. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I will lead us out. All right. You make your way through. You have to stun a few more Bari on your way down here. Absolutely. Oh, With fun. pleasure. I Baron, stunned him twice. Baron's like, no, no, you mustn't. You Shut mustn't up. do this. Shut up. <laughs> you round a corner, and his daughter comes running up. Why, hello. I stun her. Yeah, no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every bar goes. Yeah. Easy, <laughs> easy cowboy. Yeah, go ahead and roll for it. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, you add your decks and your marksmanship if you have it. Ten, eleven, eleven. Okay. You hit her easily. Oh, yeah. yeah, she just goes down like a ton of bricks. Yeah. I'm like, hey, oh, no. your shoulder. She was, yeah. Ooh, slide. <laughs> I'll throw her on my shoulder. Wear a short skirt. There you go. Right. Rip your shirt first. <laughs> All right. You make your way through this big set of um, blast doors, and inside you're in this hemispherical chamber. And you immediately can sense that you're going to get blasted with massive mind control. Do it! So, okay, you hit your tricorder, yep. and it, it stops. In, in the center of this room, at the ceiling, which is about 20 meters over your head, is this, like, 10-foot diameter ball that's got these glowing, swirling lights. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. So you're protected. What do you What do you want to do? I'm gonna hit the big off switch if I can find one. Okay. <laughs> um, 
you don't see any sort of apparatus or controls or Long. anything in here at all. <laughs> well, I say, I'm, I'm gonna look at Commander across a. Uh, He's like, if, if you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. arming his disruptor. Do it. Oh, I'm turning. I'm going to gesture. I look at the captain. Turn the power okay. level up. All right. Oh. <laughs> the Klingons join in with their disruptors. <laughs> Don't cross the street. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this thing explodes, and Baron's like, "No, no, shut up, <laughs> shut up." <laughs> we don't even want to talk to the thing. It's like done. <laughs> and you, you see him like reaching up, and he's like, "What? What has happened? What has happened?" We have freed you from the tyrannical oppression of the benevolence. <laughs> <laughs> Watanabe comes on. Captain, the shield is down. Yes, it is. Scans to make sure it's all going to stay down. All right. I start working on making sure that there's no way to... Koroth has his communicator mm-hmm. on. He's like, no, you may not fire on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just nod when I hear that. Nice, nice captaining. Um, so, you did it. Uh, Baron is like, he's just... Distraught. I don't know what will we do. You'll do, learn to do for yourselves, and we'll help you. <laughs> you see various not, not other, us. <laughs> you see various other Bahre people start wandering in, and they're looking very confused, and they're looking to Baron, and they're like, "Prime, what will we do?" You'll, you'll find that doing for yourselves is a good thing. It's much more rewarding than having someone tell you what to do. He says, "Will the Federation help us? We will help you." No. <laughs> yeah. Well, help. Koros like. <laughs> So you're claiming this planet now? We're not. We can do this together. <laughs> my mom and my dad is a Klingon. Together. Together. <laughs> With one another. Maybe. United. Maybe. Well, that's something for <laughs> diplomats to discuss. <laughs> I happen to have one back on the ship. Do you, nice. Do you have one in your ship? We get... <laughs> we have, everyone has one so, there in their hip. <laughs> they jettison theirs when they leave Starbase, just as a matter of course. Right. <laughs> the disruptor kid. <laughs> the first time the ambassador was like, I really have to get there quick. <laughs> so, for the final scene, we switch back to the bridge. You all are, um, you all are entering the bridge, taking your. Stations. I'm, I'm look at say, well, it looks like we've everything's wrapped up nicely. No other nope. issues to be No with. problems nope. at all. Yeah, it's, we're all it's clear sailing from here. Helmsman, how much time do we have to get back to uh, Condoleezza Rice? We have seven <laughs> days. <laughs> so we have more than time. More than enough time. So Excellent. is on the bridge. She says, I'm oh. glad I trusted you, Mark. You mean uh, uh, Amanda? Amanda. Yeah, no, Amanda. Well, I'm a highly trustworthy captain. <laughs> highly trustworthy. <laughs> You see some of the bridge personnel kind of knowing <laughs> <laughs> And the camera backs out from the bridge. That's the end of the episode. Right. Ideology of Madness Actual Play is a production of IdeologyofMadness.com. Theme music provided by Eric Dietrich. You can learn more about Eric and his music at MusicAlley.com. No LARPers were harmed in the production of this podcast, but not for lack of trying.